Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the original flagship podcast of the Potterfic Weekly family, where each week we cover several chapters of a novel-length Harry Potter fanfiction, discuss what we like and dislike, and compare to other fanfiction we've read. If you like in-depth fandom discussion, but you'd prefer to hear about TV shows, movies, or other novels, check out the Puffwa Exchange. If you enjoy chat between the hosts about their daily lives and a wide variety of other topics, and the occasional episode of a Harry Potter role-playing game, or you prefer to listen to live, unedited podcasts, check out Point of View Weekly, the newest member of the Potterfic Weekly family, available on pointofviewweekly.com or live on Ustream under the Puffwa username most Thursdays. Oh, and make sure it's on Skype and not on Firefox, too. It wasn't Firefox, it was Safari, and it is. It's on Skype. It's either Skype or iTunes are the only two I can have right now. Firefox, Safari, it was the web browser. When was the last time that we um, talked to? Ten minutes ago? Yeah, something like that. No, I think it was earlier this morning. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was really Because I sent you a message saying, feel better, and you said, wow, yes. word travels fast. <laughs> Apparently it does on Popo. Not really, uh, it's just that... to both of you, what can I say? Sue was trying to scrounge up people for tonight. Yeah, it was just weird because I was about to, like, I had your window open, and I was about to be like, good morning, and you were like, feel better. I'm just like, I didn't even get to share my news. <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha. I'm sneaky that way. You are... You're an evil Hufflepuffs. Hufflepuffs. They're, they're ninjas. Ow. Oh, that popped. Oh. Yeah, that usually does help. Hmm. Oh, it's all over my shirt. I'm wearing my Hufflepuff shirt today. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yay, Hufflepuffs. What the hell is a Hufflepuff? Yay. Hufflepuffs. Oh, yeah, this seems like it's a little better space. So, Death, I had, like, the biggest day of my life. At least mm-hmm. my biggest Wolverine day. Okay. Let's see. All Aww. the things that happened. So His birdies are cute. His birdies are very, very cute. So. Let me guess. You just um, looked at the pictures that Catherine uploaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My Yay. bed. So my bed broke again. Again. For the, third, for the third time. My back is out right now. And of course, I just took my temperature like an hour ago. And it's still 101. And I'm still here. <laughs> Yay! But you're not hallucinating. I should have taken the no. I'm day. not hallucinating. You don't hallucinate at 101. No. So turn up the heat. Really? No, I've got the air going. Ooh. I would like to not have a fever, thank you. But I woke up this morning and I realized that I was sick, and I was just like, "There is no food in my house, and I now can't go out and get food because it'll infect everybody in my neighborhood." Mm-hmm. So my mom was kind enough to come up from the suburbs and. Give me, give me, uh... Sick food? Well, yes, popsicles and meals and all sorts of stuff that I kind of needed. Mm-hmm. This is a good and now I'm And now I'm looking at... Oh, I like the new birdcage. Mm-hmm. Yay. Well, I didn't say that. I thought it... They are very cute. Hooray, birds. Birds! Uh, I'm not hearing from Trisha. That's odd. No. I'm going to share a nifty thing in the chat. I saw this uh, a few years ago. This is a very interesting new trigonometry. Uh, if you ever struggled with trig, uh, cosine, sine, and all that sort of stuff, this is a new way to look at trigonometry, and you solve it with algebra. What if you can't do algebra either? Well, then you're, you're hosed. But <laughs> um, people 
say, well, students say all the time, oh, when am I ever going to use this? When am I ever going to use this? I used geometry and angles and such to figure out how much mulch I needed to mm-hmm. spread in the yard. I freaking hated geometry. I mean, it wasn't so much the math involved. It was the proofs that I hated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, proofs. We all know that if I hadn't had some kind soul put a bomb at my school, I would not have passed geometry. So, Or, excuse me, algebra. I did okay in geometry. But algebra, not so much. I did okay with math. I'm better with, like, figuring things out in my, in my head. Like, two days ago, back when I was well... I was walking back from <laughs> my workout. Back when I was well, I I out for fun. I worked out my height in meters. Basically, mm. just like I was just like I wonder what what my height were you is. hoping to feel taller? No, it's just you know because you short. <laughs> Ooh, so it was shorter than I am. It's true, I am, but I am okay. short. I, I've never hugged Sue, so I don't know how short she is, but you have hugged. You are short. Yes, I am short. I've hugged Kat, and I'm shorter than her, so... Uh, I'm okay, also so tiny, and I have big... By the associative me. property. <laughs> <laughs> short people got no reason. Short people got no reason. Short Sue's shot. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking okay. we're just going to just forget these other two. Close the Facebook. Get go open the fic. So that we can get done as quick as possible, because I don't know how long I can stay in this chair. Okay. okay. Sounds we'll like do what we can. I have notes all the way through, so. I have no notes. I, I took good notes to chapter 26 and a half at work on my half an hour lunch break. Wow. And then instead of getting my time to to do notes and stuff this afternoon like I do. I walked home to planting. We planted until after five. I put chicken in the oven. <laughs> Ate dinner at ten minutes to six. And still have um let's see, what is it? Three and a half minutes of the podcast of the story that I haven't read. Ugh. But I'm pretty sure I know what happens. Sue is Sue has had such an eventful day and I have done nothing all day long. Yeah, and I was on the bus today, which meant up and down, up and down, up and down to lock kids in their seats. Fun, fun, fun. But wow. I had a good laugh, too. I, I read all about a horse, only it was spelled H-O-U-E-S. <laughs> so it wasn't Tingy? No, it was Hose. Oh. And it was all about this, you know, it was an essay from this kid and you know, early inventive spelling. Yeah. My daddy says he'd like to have a hose, but my mommy <laughs> says he's not allowed. When I get to be 18 or 20, I'm going to get a hose of my own. <laughs> There's a whole paragraph. Wow. Uh, dear, it makes my day seem kind of boring. All I get to talk to are the birds, so they're not very good conversationalists. So. And dandelions. And dandelions. Oh, I was so thrilled that today, all together... I maybe pulled out a couple dozen, mm-hmm. which is nothing compared to the hundreds that I pulled out yesterday and the mm-hmm. day before. Yeah. Uh, I need to so- do that with the thistle. Actually, Nick, 
did it. Mm-hmm. Got, we filled nine chicken food bags. With wow. Thistle. I'm so entertained by the whole concept of Sue having a boy over. <laughs> I know, it's still your Skype status <laughs> message. My boy. She has a boy. Just like I have a cat. Uh, somebody texted me yesterday with the spelling my name C-A-T instead of K-A-T. Mm-hmm. And when she put my number into her phone, she confirmed that my name was spelled K-A-T. And I was just like, really? Well, Scott's appreciative of your uh, link that you gave. Because it's helped him do something in his homework. This makes me happy. If he gets done with his homework, he'll join us. I don't know. Curie has just taken off and is now flying madly around the room. (laughs) And has now landed on the bookshelf. Excuse me, I need to go move her. (laughs) <laughs> yes, we don't want her to poop on the books. That's a bad thing. Bad, bad, bad. Okay, yes. Catherine will rescue her now. Yay! She flew. <laughs> she sounds proud of herself. <laughs> She's holding the bird up to the books on the bookshelf. Do you want to talk about Game of Thrones? <laughs> and how about Harry Potter? Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> she went for Goblet of Fire. I read, That's a good one. That is a good one. I read two different Harry Potter fanfics today, and the... What are you laughing at? Why are you giggling? Keep going. I'll What's going on? Okay, so, um, I, like, switching between fics was very weird, because... One is a Harry Ginny fic, and one is a Harry Hermione fic, and I was like, whoa! Oh, boy. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. always fun. Well, one was this fic, and so, yeah. Switching from a Harry Ginny to a Harry, you know, to a uh, Vox Corporis is just very mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> you made me giggle. Oh. The, um... The Daily Otter today made me, like, instead of... It didn't look like he was saying please, it looked like he was clapping. Hmm. I've seen today's Daily Otter. I have not. Isn't it cute? Oh, he's so cute! (laughs) Looks like he's praying. See, I thought he looked like he was clapping. Clapping, praying, begging. It all works. It does. Animals are so cute. Save this picture in the otter in the otter folder. You have an impressive (laughs) otter folder. The otter folder. Yes, the otter folder. Have to start looking for otter. I saw a really cute otter thing the other day. I wonder where it is. It's on here somewhere. Is it the little girl chasing after the or the otter chasing after the little girl? Maybe. I I sent that one to him already. I'm on it. You're on it, are you? Yeah. I have no clue. Like tonight's gonna just be interesting. I'm just warning you guys ahead of time. Yeah. It's always interesting here at Potterfic Weekly. Oh yes, but tonight when I so when I get a fever, I have a tendency to um how shall we say drop my filter. <laughs> well, don't drop your filter. I did that on the bus today. I said bust your balls to the bus driver twice. I was like, I never talk like that. Why am I talking like this? Oh wait, I hung out with my brother yesterday. <laughs> okay, it's, Catherine says the, she has seen the animated thing before, but it's still very cute. The one was where they chased the little child around the edge of the water. Mm-hmm. I love otters. Otters is cute. Did you otters see the, is cute. the the bunny rabbit that's in a 
tiger skin that says my father we don't talk about him much after he ate on my mother yes i did did you see the one of the dog nuzzling up to the i think leopard cub lion cub something like that and then below it is he's nuzzling up to mama oh let's see if i can find that one later later i could waste ages trying to do this I keep finding squirrels for bomb we're being pulled into the vortex. No. Okay. The we'll the cute this. fluffy animal vortex. The cute, cute fluffy yeah. animal vortex. Yes. Deathrow, would you like to stop us? <coughs> I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> For Friday, May thirty first. This is episode one sixty eight of Potterfield Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. Previously on Potterfic Weekly. Where would you like to start, Sue? Well, let's start at the beginning. That would be awesome! My resolutions for this Potterfic Weekly season is not to snort. Welcome to Potterfic Whatever. I love Scott. Did we, did we lose Scott? Yep. Okay, what did I miss? <laughs> Am I surrounded by Hufflepuffs? You yes, are. you are. Yes, you are. Apparently, I'm Jen, and I don't know my alphabet. No, she's the poster child for our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I snort. I think I need more meds. My meds have kicked in, I can tell. Sure. (laughs) I think that's two, and that could possibly be three. Moving right along. I felt like a rock star. Just really big knickers. Pants are your underpants, not oh. trousers. Waterpick Weekly, defining strange terms for your edification. <laughs> but I was planning on getting grammar anytime soon. Really, honestly. <laughs> Saxon Snorkax, two of my favorite subjects. I love Snake. You are quite possibly clinically insane. In the nicest sense of the word, of course. <laughs> we we'll always laugh before the end. Weekly, where the story never ends. And welcome back to Potterfic Weekly. I am Londo Malare of the House Malare. And I'm Sue. And I'm just cat tonight. I've got a fever. I'm not going to even try. I do not feel like carrying on the persona in uh, this particular idiom tonight, so I will slip back into my normal personality. Oh, goody. <laughs> it's not that. It's just I'm extremely tired, and I'm already yawning before we start the podcast, and I don't think I can really keep it up. No. Not to mention your voice will go. That, too. So, here we are for mm-hmm. our third night of discussion on Vox Corporis by Miss Anthropic. Tonight we are covering chapters 23 until whenever the hell we decide to stop, <laughs> or 33, whichever comes first. There you go. And we've had a rather long and involved summer, uh, 22 mm-hmm. chapters, although they have been short chapters, but there's been a lot going on. And we've seen Harry and Hermione grow as individuals we've seen them grow as friends we've seen them discuss that ron is a prat mm-hmm. because ron is a prat he is and there's there's no way to really get around that 
And as we go into these chapters, we're going to get his point of view. Uh, get Well, not point of view necessarily, uh, even though there is some of that. But we're going to get his character back into the story. We're going to see the other Weasleys as well. And it's going to shatter, sort of explode this nice paradigm that Harry and Hermione have developed for themselves over the summer. And not to jump ahead, but we see when they get back to school that other people are really uncertain of how to treat Harry, and this is something we see in many, many, many fics. Um, such to the point that I actually skimmed a lot of it because I've seen it all before, uh, which is a shame because it's not badly written. Mm-hmm. This author does have a real good grasp of that, and also I read this, I reread this, I should say, not too long ago. So it was really still kind of fresh for me. So I just sort of skimmed over it. And it wasn't even in italics. How about that? Yay. I have to say, um, I didn't skim over it. Uh, but I've seen it a lot, too. And I almost think it's better than canon when an, uh, an author does that. Because when Harry comes back in year five and starts the DA... A lot of people support him, and I wasn't really expecting that many people to back him up. I knew that the Weasleys were going to be there all the way, and Luna, given her character, would, and Hermione would, but there were all there were very few doubters, and it seemed like anyone who doubted Harry's story were kind of tossed on their heads out of the DA. And I kind of I almost prefer when. Well, actually, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you there. Who was tossed out of the DA? Or, like, not necessarily tossed out of the I DA. I think I know what you mean, though. It's when Zachariah Smith is running his mouth and the twins well, are it's, basically it's saying almost, anyone. It's also Marietta Edgecombe and Cho Chang, and they're, they're almost ostracized by the DA based on their feelings when, you know, a 14-year-old comes back from a tournament that he wasn't supposed to be in in the first place, and his you know, circumstances that surrounded his entrance into that tournament are shady at best. To have him come back and say, oh, well, the darkest wizard in the last 20 years or so is back, and no one questioned him on that is kind of odd, in a way. So I I almost like him noticing, him being more perceptive to the fact that there are people who don't believe him or don't trust him or are regarding him with mm-hmm. caution. I understand entirely what you mean, and I've seen it in a lot of fics, too, that anyone who doesn't believe Harry is a Slytherin, yeah. basically. And it's a very convenient place to lump all of the non-believers. Mm-hmm. And I've invariably found that anyone who doesn't believe Harry is a Slytherin or has certain pure blood sympathies and tendencies and and so on. And I don't see the person that they sort of knew who doesn't really believe them. Um, right. Whereas in the canon, you have Seamus, who mm-hmm. has slept in the same dorm as Harry. I don't want to say they're BFF, but he says, oh, well, I don't I, I don't really know what to think. Yeah. My mom and, says it can't be true. Yeah, my mom read it in The Prophet, and don't you have a go at my mom? And it just it's really kind of striking how little or or how shallow a friendship Harry has with Seamus and with Dean. Mm -hmm. He's made zero effort to really get to know them, hang out with them that we can see from the canon. And I'm sure maybe some of it's 
in there and happened, but it wasn't very interesting, so it got cut. But I'm trying to find my way back to a point here. But that's um, it's not something you see really reproduced in canon uh, or in fanfic, I should say. Mm-hmm. It's there's no one who's really close to Harry who's a doubter, and the closest you get is Ron in the Goblet of Fire thing who doesn't believe Harry and says he's lying about getting himself in and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, and then Deathly Hallows. And that actually comes up quite a lot. Yeah, well, I'm just really surprised that it doesn't carry over more into fanfic of this era. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, um, I I mean, and I think it's interesting that there were a lot of fics like Vox Corporis during this era, and it seems like a lot of them have been taken off or changed or whatever. Just they're They're not really around anymore. Whereas, which makes me sad. It makes me sad too because they were interesting. I have been, you and I have been around fan fiction in the Harry Potter fandom long enough that, I mean, I for one don't want the standard cookie cutter kind of story. I want <laughs> stories that you know make me think a little more about what I like and what I don't like. And there are things that I'm going to like that you're not going to like, and that's just yeah. how things go. But there are a lot of stories that. I know I really enjoy that we're pulled down because that's not the way that canon was going. Yeah. And in the case of work in progress stories, it seems like the author just gave up and said, Oh, well I got it wrong or my story's not as interesting as the canon or whatever. And then they take it down and there's all these readers out there who go, no, 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 we want to read that. Yeah. Yeah. But if in the case of works in progress, if they're just going to leave it abandoned, I would almost rather they took it down. I don't know. There are a couple that are... Uh, I go either way on it. There's um, there, there's one in particular, and you know I'm talking about Realizations, yes. that is basically abandoned, but they finished an arc. Yeah. And oh, there's a list there. there. There's that one. There's the Mirror of Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's tons of them out there. I mean, hell, even Paradigm of Uncertainty isn't finished, finished. Right. So... I mean, I would be very sad if all these fix were pulled down just because they were abandoned. Mm-hmm. But on Sorry, to... We're, we're talking fanfic semantics. We're boring the hell out of Sue. Yeah. Sue doesn't care. Uh, we should start... Like, oh, oh we, we've been around for 10 years. And Sue's like, yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Shut up. <laughs> I, should... I would not have said that. <laughs> Thought it maybe, hey, but hey, not said ha- it. Have, having a, uh, being a Hufflepuff has nothing to do with what you say or... I know. I'm just. You're you're the mean one. I am the mean one. I'm the, I'm I'm the Hufflepuff. I'm the Hufflepuff bitch, and I'm okay with that. She's the Gryffindor. I'm so, not a Gryffindor. Whatever. We're way off course. We have Ron on the platform looking for Harry and Hermione, and he's starting to get antsy because they're not mm. there yet, and everybody else is on the train, and how come they're uh, not there? And and he's decided that. He's so eager to see them that he's going to put up with Molly's attentions and, mm-hmm. you know, twitching over this or that or straightening his cloak or whatnot, being a mother and, and giving him the goodbye kisses and, and all of that. And I say, hey, that's a part of Ron's characterization. I can enjoy. I like that. Mm-hmm. And it's showing that he truly is a friend. Mm-hmm. And I've said it before, the characterization of Ron in this fic, he is not a complete and utter ass. Based on what I've read tonight, this is probably going to be one of my favorite characterizations of Ron that I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. 
that I've ever read, I mean. And Faraday agrees with you. <laughs> oh, he's doing... Doing... Ginny comes bouncing up. Have you seen them? Have you seen them? There they are! And Ron's like, where? Well, Ginny's a midget in this fic. I want to point that out because she's on tiptoe and it barely brings her to shoulder height. Well, I think it's just that Ron is huge. Ron's really tall. Ron's a giant. (laughs) So what we have here is either Kat and I and Mike. Because we probably come up to Mike's knees. Okay. What? Who's my, I've never oh, Mike. seen a picture of Mike. I thought you were talking about the venomous tentacular for a minute. I'm like, huh? <laughs> You've never seen a picture of Mike? It was no, I, I saw, Ryan, I saw the, the poofle video. Jen, uh, Danielle, Ryan, and then Mike. And the- Mike's like the seven foot tall guy. Know, he's he's like, holy crap. He's, he's, like, he's like Lurch. Yeah. So, Ryan looks right over top of him. He doesn't even see him. Because they've changed. Hermione's hair is longer, and it's sun-kissed, and Harry's hair's been cut, even though it's still messy, and they're tan. In the back. And it's like, how can you see the back? You're looking at his face. I know. And, (laughs) you know, Hermione's built. When did she get boobs? Wait a minute. (laughs) I I have to say, this is the one thing that just completely threw me out of the story. It's just like, Hermione isn't hot. Like, Hermione's never been hot. Well, she's lost all this weight, and I'm having clips in my head from the Harry Potter sequel. I don't <laughs> give a the shit. Musical, the musical here is like, yes, I made myself beautiful for Harry Potter. <laughs> but, you know, if she's, she's tan, she's slimmed down, she's muscled up because she's been running and working out. Yeah, it's a combination of, two, of several I things. See she, her she's being lifting, she's lost weight, and she's grown taller a yeah. little bit. So yeah. all of these combine okay. to produce a more slender individual. Uh, I, I I mean... And he likes her. He's had a crush on her forever. So it doesn't matter what she really looks like, he's going to see her that, that didn't... Well, actually, I mean, there's the fact that he didn't even realize she was a girl until Christmas six <laughs> months ago. Hey, Hermione, you're a girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but... I, I mean, it was more of the fact that the entire student body thought that, you know, like, holy crap, Hermione's super hot right now. And it's like, Hermione's never been hot. Hermione was the, like, nerdy girl that, you know, so many of us women who gr- were growing up with Harry Potter identified with, and that's what made Harry Potter great. Right. And so I was just like, Hermione's not hot! No, this can't be happening! Then Hermione's one of the popular girls that we all hated. Mm-hmm. And Ginny has spent her summer learning how to flirt with dragon tamers. I love Ginny so much with Harry and (laughs) Ginny is great. She's just having a grand old fabulous. Yeah, and Ron's just like I need to move. Damn birds won't shut up. (laughs) He's he's in his wooing mode. Mm -hmm. It's like he caught sight of Hermione and (laughs) can't stop whistling. Yeah, I can't whistle. Never been able to. Faraday. They uh, pass the initial greeting and get down on the get on the train, and Harry's noticing that people are giving him funky stares, and instead of stopping in and saying hi like they would normally do, they just kind of walk past him. Mm-hmm. Hang on, whoa, where are we? Just getting on the train. On the train? Okay. Uh, I have a couple of uh, points here. Okay. Um, 
Ron, before he sees them, he's thinking about telling all these stories, and he says he's got some Romania stories that would make Egypt look like a Hogwarts class trip. Right. When do they ever take class trips? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. I love well, it. No, they do. They go to they go to uh, Hogsmeade. That's not a class, they, class trip. They go to different places, and the Death Eaters always show up in fan fiction. Those are not class trips. Oh. Those aren't. Class trip is like you take your class down to the Museum of Science. <laughs> so I was, I was just wondering what that was about. I mean, uh, I, I can picture Hagrid taking the Care of Magical Creatures class down to have a visit with the squid. I don't know. But yeah. it's just it sounds very odd. Class trip? And it just really struck me because this is one of the first things we're getting as we jump into the chapters. Mm-hmm for this week. So it just, it really struck me as odd and I had to laugh at it. And, um, Ron is gawping in stunned silence as Mary gives Harry a hug and a kiss. And as Jake gives Harry a manly handshake. And I don't understand why he's so surprised because Molly does this all the time. I think that one I was okay with because from Ron's perspective, I mean, Only it's my mother like, allowed to do that to Harry Potter. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, the Weasleys for the first four books of canon kind of had this um, monopoly on on Harry and raising so. Harry in the wizarding world. Um, and so I, I kind of accept that. That so also- Ron would be very weirded out by seeing him hugged and kissed by somebody who was not his mother. Because it's is- kind of like seeing your brother being hugged and kissed by another yeah. woman. Ron is not only possessive of Hermione, he's possessive of Harry. Yeah, he is. Okay, but that's very that. much in careful. That's very much in character. Mm-hmm. And my last thing before we move on is that Ron doesn't like Ginny handling a man. I mean, manhandling anyone, least of all Harry. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice play on words there. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So there was that, um, and it just shows his. Typical jealousy over Ginny that we see in every single fic we've ever read. Yeah. Even the one where Ron isn't in them, that is part of it. So Right. And we see Ron put his foot in it as usual. It just busts out with, after staring, he's like, Hell, Hermione, you're hot! <laughs> Way to go. Way to be smooth. Yeah, well, he doesn't, you know. She just sort of blushes and looks away. Mm-hmm. you know Ginny's Ginny does it too but Ginny's doing it in the flirty kind of you know mm-hmm. well Harry somebody's been working out man she's you know. pinching his arm and stuff you're so yeah. tall uh-huh. yeah and, I, and then I, they get on the train and he's you know just motor mouthing I did this and I did this and I did this and, and you know compared to all this stuff what they did was nothing and then he's like oh and guess what I got burned by a dragon. And he showed up the <laughs> I love this. And Jenny comes this. in and she's like, is he telling you about this again? Uh, is he having you on? <laughs> yeah. And it turns out that, you know, he's, 
he's making it sound like he went up against this full-grown dragon like Harry did. And oh, I tangled with a horn tail, too. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Rod is now Australian. <laughs> and Hermione's like, you mean it wasn't from a Hungarian, Hungarian horn tail? And he's like, well, yeah, but the way Ron tells it, you think he was wrangling a, a, shy, a sire male over a ready mate-ready female. And it was really just a baby that sneezed. <laughs> Which is awesome. And it, Ron wasn't paying attention at the time, so oh, well, he yeah. got he got instant punishment. Never paying attention. So. Yep. Oh, excuse me. It burped. It didn't sneeze. It burped. Okay. I won't burp for you. Which is even better. I wonder if what it was. Hmm. Wonder what it was eating. Probably milk. I'm thinking more like it's a bucket of chicken blood mixed with brandy, like Hagrid oh, was feeding true. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were warding over a batch of newborns. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're so cute. They're so cute. Yeah. Baby, baby anything is cute. That's yeah, true. Baby Horntail. So cute. Ginny wants to know what happened with Ron and, or with Harry and Hermione, and they're like, what? Well, <laughs> you're different. Hell, you're both buffs. So, apparently they are pretty fit, because everybody's mm. commenting on that one. Yeah, we didn't get any actual scenes of them working out, but we know they did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and I love- Which I think would have been fun, it would have been fun to have them spotting each other, or whatever. I kind of like that they didn't mention it, and just, it's kind of acknowledged in passing that they work out every day. Mm-hmm. You can go either way with it, and both ways have their merits and demerits. Yep. So... They're on the train, and they're in the compartment, and Ron is already hurting Hermione's feelings with just this casual thing that he says, and he doesn't pay any thought to it, but it just hurts her. Ron, you turd. And that just ticks off Harry. Yeah, because he's been actually paying attention to what she's saying. She's talking about classes, and he's rolling his eyes and making motions at Harry like, does she ever shut up? Mm -hmm. And he gives Ron a very bad look and is like and at the same time Ron can't help but stare at Hermione because even though she hasn't gone off to Greece she's a Greek goddess Mm -hmm. because that always happens and I mentioned it last week but this story hits a lot of really familiar beats and one of those is the coming back from fourth year and into the fifth year and everyone's changed can I just say like as I'm mostly British and I burn like you would not believe and I am so sick and tired of all these English blokes and, and girls coming back to Hogwarts all tan and, and crap. Like I don't get tan ever. <laughs> I just burn. And you that's just it. Burn and peel and burn and I'm peel. Irish and I'm German and I burn and peel and burn and peel all summer long. I could be out in the sun for like twenty minutes and I'll burn. Mm-hmm. Well, um, there is mention that they are lightly tanned. It's not dark. Right. And yeah, were, but still, you know, using sunscreen. And they, they were using but, the SPF 50 and stuff. But do you know, like, what it takes for me to get tan at all? Like, like I have to put on the... Why like, would I know this? <laughs> I don't know, because I've got a fever, and I'm not sure what I'm talking about right now. Okay, well, we'll just pass on over you. Let's just we'll move just on, because I so, have no clue why I started talking about this in the first place. So, Harry leaves the compartment, I forget why, and he, he runs in, 
he has to take a whiz, and he runs into Parvati, I think, on the way back. Wait, 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 wait. Jen, Jen, this moment is for you. Yes. Harry is going to the loo. (laughs) Harry is going to the loo, and apparently the loos are in the back of the train, and they're so close together that when he steps out after finishing his business, she's stepping out after finishing hers, and they just about run into each other because that's how close the loos are. I'm glad they didn't have an awkward conversation where he's like, oh god, I heard her making bathroom sounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always a fun conversation. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's better to just ignore it. <laughs> but but Parvati is like looking like somebody died, and apparently she heard a rumor that he was dead. Yeah. It's like, well, no, it's not me. I'm, I'm fine. I don't, you know, feel dead. I don't look dead. Yeah. yeah, last time I checked, I was still alive. She starts oogling over him, engaging him in conversation, and finding excuses to extend the conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of one more sign we get that Harry is hot. And here's where <laughs> Trisha would be rowering at us. Mm-hmm. I just got a message from her, by the way. and She's out until after May 6th. Okay. Well, we will carry on. Let's see, and they're having their conversation. Harry's trying to get away, and in comes everyone's favorite person, Draco Draco Malfoy. Malfoy. Yeah, that clip's gotta go right there. And I didn't write down any particulars of what they talked about. I think it was the usual Draco asshole stuff. Yeah, well, basically, he's like. I really didn't think you'd come back, Potter, because you're putting everybody at school at risk because you're there, because you have this great big target on you, and as long as you're at school, then everybody's going to die because they're going to come after you and and people are just going to get in the way. Mm -hmm. And Harry's like, what are you talking about? You know, Dumbledore's there. The school's the most secure thing ever. Why why would you even say this? And Draco's like, well, I know things. Yeah. Uh He doesn't, but he likes to pretend <laughs> yeah. he does. He overhears things mm-hmm. and, and I love assumes the, the rest. I love the little parting shot from Harry of like of of you know or what Potter you'll hex me? No, I'll stick Hermione on you. How's your nose, by the way? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just a kind of a fabulous pod, uh, call back to the fact that a Muggleborn beat him in a fight. It wasn't a fight. It wasn't a fight. She sucker punched him. That's true. I really hate that in the movie she slaps him. I mm. wanted to hit him so bad. Foul evil. Look at me, I'm bleeding. <laughs> <sighs> so. Yeah, I love this line. Hermione's asleep because she was up late the night before, and Harry goes in and sits down next to Ron, and Ron looks over at Hermione, and for a moment he looks constipated. <laughs> now Harry has gotten a blanket because they have blankets all over the Hogwarts Express. Well, yeah, and it's like an airplane. It, it like is. It's and he, no, it's like a train. <laughs> Since it is a train, <laughs> it's like riding on the Amtrak. See, they have see here, and here, cat, we have the problem with your use of the word "like." It is not like a train. It is, in fact, a, a train. train. <laughs> and. So he covers Hermione up and with a blanket and he brushes a strand of hair back from her face and 
Ron is over there looking constipated, and he wants to know if Hermione has been getting letters from Victor Crumb. Yeah. See, that would not be my concern if the girl that I'm crushing on is being cared for by my best friend. Well, he's just trying to come up with a reason. And the one thing that we haven't mentioned is that the two of them are, like, touchy-feely. They're touching each other, they're holding hands, they're leaning on each other. They're doing stuff that they've grown very close to doing over the summer, and it's because they're in love with each other, but they don't know that yet, so they totally are oblivious to the whole thing. But everybody else can see it, and everybody else is like, hoo-hoo, look what's going on over there. Even Ron, who's as thick as Ron can be. Yeah, I think the the excuse that they're using right now is that nobody ever hugs Harry, so... Mm-hmm. Hermione, which sure, it's not an Harry. excuse. That's true. It is. That's totally true, but it's kind of an excuse <laughs> because they're actually in love with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spoiler alert! But if you're reading this along, you're going to know that by now. You will have picked up on I, it. You I, don't need us to tell is, you that. Yeah, I think from from chapter one, it's. I mean, it says on the thing, it's Harry Hermione. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's a spoiler at all. No, people. Coming into this, knew it was a Harry Hermione fic. Which explains why we have zero hits. <laughs> Aww. Okay, five. So, oh, oh, you know, and those five hits are just because of my witty banter. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was thinking it was because I downloaded the episode five times, but whatever. You guys are bad. Well, it's like we put a Harmony fic on the podcast, and all of a sudden, nobody can make the recording sessions. Yeah, oh. The same thing happened for Be Careful, though. Of course, that was 111 chapters, and by episode four, we're like, are we done yet? Well, and, you know, Scott, we knew Scott was going to be gone because he's in class now. Trisha's training for this marathon that she's doing. Yeah. um, And so she's out until after the marathon. It's running season. Yeah. I don't think it's the fic. I think it's the time of year. And had it been any other fic, I don't think they would have been here either. I know Scott really liked it. Uh, Rob would have been here tonight, but he had a prior commitment. Okay. That's too bad. So we're at Hogwarts. And I love this. Arriving at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Not just Hogwarts. It's got to be the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And and everything is kind of the same, but yet it's different too. And he doesn't quite know why it's different, but he just feels that there's some things that just mm-hmm. aren't quite meshing uh, right. Well, he it's describes the it plot as- says so. He describes it as looking into a twisted mirror of Erised. Mm-hmm. And everything looks like it's normal, but it's really not. Voices change. Hair is different. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And He's sandwiched between Ron and Hermione, his buffers, and he appreciates that because yeah. that's his safety net. Yeah. And he just realizes that everyone here is putting on a brave face. They are faking it. And they want to ignore the problem, so they'll put it all on Harry. Because he's the one who brought them this problem. And if they could forget about him, they would. Well, I think the fact that he's the chosen one has something to do with it. Mm -hmm. Well, he's not the chosen one yet. But, I mean, he's the boy who lived. And therefore, like, he's in charge of all problems regarding Voldemort slash issues within the school, like killer basilisks and 
<laughs> werewolves and the Harry is kind of taking care of things as far as problems with the school and now it's just like okay Harry just go take care of this thing and yeah, but we're it's not be at the over school. here <laughs> there's no chamber to open to go do this they don't care they don't care they're 15 they don't so but R- Dumbledore brings it back up mm-hmm. and so that and Harry both is feels pity and is grateful to the headmaster for that and they finally just you know head up to their dorms and he kind of drops to the back of the pack with Hermione and Ron. And of course, Hermione slips her hand into his and they walk close together. And Ron drags his feet on Harry's other side. So, mm-hmm. And I love this next line. Even Ron, the king of oblivious, had noticed a mood among the other students. Mm-hmm. A disquiet. They were a silent trio. Yeah. And it's like, you know it's bad when even Ron notices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, you know, kind of go up and get in their rooms and everything. Ron's showing mm-hmm. off his scar to anybody who will listen to him. Mm-hmm. And Ginny's apparently not telling anybody it's a baby one, not the big adult one. So, Which I she liked because pa- that's siblings looking out for each other. And mm-hmm. she, you know, she. Oh, I, I don't know. She, I th- I'm thinking she was paid off. <laughs> there you Somehow. go. There you go. That's fine. And. Harry and Hermione are still holding hands through all of this. Yeah. And this is the first day back. So is it any wonder that these rumors get started? And oh, we're no, skipping, skipping, skipping through the daisies. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Spreading seeds of joy and happiness. <laughs> wherever we go. Yep. So. And then we, we go to the next morning and we have this great little banter, you know. Yeah, Trevor, well, of I, course I was is... going to mention the author's note first. Okay, go ahead. Um, which we brought up at the end of last week, and the author just completely forgot about putting in prefix. Mm-hmm. And we're already up to page 370 of the story in her word processor. And I think at this point in time, or there's another author's note a few chapters up, that we're only on page um, like 200 or so. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a great... Kind of- Sometimes fan fictions take themselves too seriously, mm-hmm. and sometimes fan fictions don't take them seriously en- enough, themselves seriously enough. And I think this is a very nice blend of both. And and the fact that it's just kind of like, oh, I forgot the prefix. Oh well, whatever. Yeah, yep. we're just gonna keep going. I'm gonna acknowledge it. We're just gonna keep going. Forgive mm-hmm. me, but you know, I'm human. Well. Honestly, what the hell do prefix do? Nothing. We see them do nothing in the first four books. They cause angst. <laughs> they do. They cause angst. It's like, am I going to get the prefect badge? Will Ron be upset if I get the prefect badge? And it's just. Will I'm Sirius so, be disappointed in me if I don't get my damn prefect badge? I'm yeah. just so glad that we didn't have any of that in this. And, I mean, honestly, the author could have just said, in my verse, prefects are sixth and seventh years. Mm-hmm. And I would have accepted that. It really doesn't make a difference because there's no canon evidence that prefects do a damn thing. Yeah. I will, give five, I, I will give five house points to someone who can point out a prefect in the first four books acting like a prefect. So, we start off into this next chapter and now we've got some... Clear water. <laughs> but what did she do as a prefect? I've always seen it as she was 
helping Hermione get out of school and, and the Chamber of Secrets book. Yeah, well, I mean, we've got Percy in the first book. Oh, Percy's a, pre- a prat. Like, the- is a prefect, but when Percy's does he ever actually, when does anyone act as well, a prefect? And- when they take the first years up to the castle, the first, or up to their common rooms. Mm-hmm. That's them acting as a prefect. When is prefects are are overseeing the kids in the great hall when they're all in their sleeping bags when Sirius breaks in. Okay. So there's that one. That's the only two. Yeah. I think of off the I'm top guessing. Of my head. I'm guessing when the troll broke broke in and Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone, which oh yeah, the for. prefects had to escort the students back mm-hmm. to the common room. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a little bit. I'm really worried that we have to reach this much for it. You know? I know. <laughs> but, but, no, we have no, so we move on. no big deal. Yeah, no yeah. big deal. And Doesn't we affect- have Harry, who's now used to sleeping in in the mornings, who has to get up for school, and and he's having a really hard time of it. Well, the boys are fighting about who farted, and this yeah. is very much a boy <laughs> conversation to do. Oh, yeah. And it I'm is- surprised there wasn't a game of doorknob started. Do you I'm know not even going to ask. No, it's very simple. It's it's a fun one to pull, like at camp and whatnot. Whoever did the deed gets punched in the arm until they touch a doorknob. And at oh, summer yeah. camp, doorknobs can be very hard to find. <laughs> so, but see, I went to a summer camp that had doorknobs all over the place, so that wouldn't be very fun. Okay. Well, in any case, they're arguing about who did it. It's like, oh, Dean, no more kidney pie for you. It's like, no, it wasn't me. It was Ron. And it's like, yeah, who cares who did it? Someone opened the window. Open the window. Oh, it's worse uh. out there, remember? Oh. <laughs> Come on, I Harry. Don't, I don't even, get up. I don't like, understand that. How can it be worse out there? Yeah, I didn't quite get that either. I thought it was because uh. of the books, the potions books. Maybe. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. That would, that was hysterical, though. Um, so Harry's trying to sleep in, and he's got his pillow pressed over his face to block out the sounds and smells of his roommates. Mm-hmm. And it's the first day of classes, and he's just he wants to be back at the Grangers, and mm-hmm. he wants to be home. Yeah, and home he's homesick is now. The Grangers' house. Yeah, which is sweet. And I, I think it's so interesting throughout fanfic how many different places home is to Harry mm-hmm. and it feels like fanfic authors really want to get Harry out of a situation where he thinks that Hogwarts is home whenever mm-hmm. possible. Um, There's like three places and it's Hogwarts, it's the burrow and in this case I've seen it in, in many fics as well, it's the Grangers. I've seen it very rarely in the, at the Grangers. It's, it's almost always either the burrow or Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. And it's or, never or um, number f- twelve girl place sometimes number thirteen <laughs> number twelve Grindelwald thirteen Grindelwald place is never a real good home for Harry I've found because no. it's always tainted with memories and he just he can never really bring himself to call it home but that's other fix well, in this I mean, fix that we are discussing I- right here. By I'm, I'm talking more about like serious raising Harry fix, yeah, where they've cleaned out Grimmel Place and and it's home. Mm-hmm. So. But we we turn back to this fic here, which is Box Corporis by Misanthropic, and Hermione just bounds right into the boys' room and makes sure Harry's awake. I know he's not expecting to have a lie in this morning, mm-hmm. and Ron, Ron insults just- Crookshanks. 
which is one typical. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is definitely something Ron does. And it's just, it's reaching back to Prisoner of Azkaban here. And I like that because this is Ron. This is what Mm -hmm. Ron does. We're basing this Ron on canon examples. And he's not, he's not insane. He's not nuts. He's, he's not, uh, stretched into some new thing that we're calling Ron, but this is Ron. This is Mm -hmm. him as he's always been. And we're not really changing him and making him worse. We're not making him better. We're just presenting him as he's been presented to us. Yep. And I, I really like that though. You know, if you're never insult a cat, like that's just the stupidest thing you will ever do. Ever. Mm -hmm. Cats, cats are, Good and sweet boys and girls, and they are beautiful, and, you know, just never insult your cat. If you want to live through the night. Yeah. Because <laughs> they will come sleep on your face. <laughs> oh, mine does that anyway. <laughs> so Hermione bounces in and pats him on the back and says, come on, get up, let's go. And Ron kind of stares at her, and then she just kind of bounces back out of the room, and Ron stares at Harry like, what the heck just happened? And Harry gets up and gets dressed and says, come on, mate, you heard her, let's go, breakfast, let's go. <laughs> I like how Hermione has transferred some form of kinetic energy into him with her tap. Yeah, she's telling him, I'm going to have to wake train Crookshanks to wake you up, aren't I? He's like, yeah, no way. Yeah. And he says, well, he's a mean one, he is. Don't fancy a bite and a scratch to start the day, do you, Harry? And Crookshanks likes me just fine. Just you would need to worry about getting bitten. Mm -hmm. And I love that because there's a bit later in these chapters where it happens. On smacks Crookshanks in his sleep and gets a claw in the hand for his trouble. Mm -hmm. And he deserves it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was accidental. He didn't mean to hit him, but still. Crookshanks has determined that he meant it. Yeah. Yep. And if he thought he could get away with it, he'd have done it. So it it works. Cats will bite you if they like you, too. So, I mean... Yeah, but there's a difference between a nice bite and a mean bite. Yes, and I feel like Crookshanks is pulling out the mean scratches and bites for Ron. Mm-hmm. Which well, suck! Crookshanks of being a murderer. Yes, he did. I imagine that turned him off. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. So. Ooh, speaking of, I rode the bus today and... One of the fathers came. I'm taking Trying this on a tangent. The speaking of murderers? Um. <laughs> speaking of, of rats. Okay. Um, one of the fathers came to the bus with a rat on his shoulder today. <laughs> Did you, like, look out the window and scream Peter? Because I would have. No, her name was Willow. Oh. She was very cute. That's Peter! awesome. Peter! Crawling around on his shoulder and the kids were just like, <gasps> Look! <laughs> that's great Chicago, so, that's my favorite I said to the little boy does the rat like riding in the car oh we never let it ride in the car I said you followed us here in your car the rat was on your dad's shoulder well he rides on dad's shoulder but he doesn't ride in the car I'm like, well your dad's in the car but the logic eluded us so I just let it go yeah don't try and be logical with kids so, <laughs> Gosh. what about Chicago I was going to say that there are rats in my alley and, Do they and get on your shoulder? No. God, I would be like... The screaming, so, hissing, yeah, dancing I, fit. I, I would definitely be screaming if there was a rat on my shoulder from you know the streets of Chicago. 
Um, <laughs> they have rabies and all sorts of crappy diseases on them. Ooh, speaking you- of, going back just a little bit, I love that there was a rabid garden gnome that kept them in the house for a while yes. during the summer. Yes, I like that too. <laughs> that was funny. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's discuss. There's more stuff that happened at the Weasleys. Yes. Um, Fred and George had an experiment go wrong, and they blew off the attic of the burrow. And the, and the, uh, and they the killed, ghoul is no longer around. Yeah. yeah, they killed the ghoul. Can you kill a ghoul? Apparently, if you blow them up. Yep. Yes. And they infected. So they blew up the house, just like Molly was afraid of happening. But back to... Where we are at Hogwarts, where Ginny is once again flirting with Harry. Harry, because she does that. Because she can. <laughs> yeah, and she's got her hair done up like the Dragon Keepers taught her. Yeah, so it doesn't get fried, yep. flamed, flamed. And she sits down with the trio at breakfast, and Ron grumbles and says, "Shouldn't you be sitting with your friends?" And it like, just reminds you guys my friends. Well, at least these two. It just reminded me of a bit. I think it's in Goblet of Fire, and they're on the train, and they go into a compartment, and Ron just says, "Ginny, leave," and she's like, "Well, that's nice," yeah. and she flounces away. That wasn't in the movie, though. That was in the book. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> well, my canon is based on the books, so. And they're uh, looking for the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, and. They can't find one. Mm-hmm. Ginny says, well, maybe they finally gave it to Snape. And Ron says, yeah, and Dumbledore is going to join the Chudley Cannons. Which, which is a great mental picture because he probably <laughs> would. Yep. Given half a chance, yeah, he probably would. And he'd probably be good, too. They're okay. having defense seven times a week now. Uh-huh. And Ron is just like, what the bloody hell is up with that? And it's like, well, I want to. This brings I up wonder. a question about Hogwarts scheduling, of course, but because uh, I just literally said they're having it every day and twice on Tuesday and Friday. Mm-hmm. How? <laughs> How are they doing it twice? I just took that to be like double lessons, but yeah. Yeah, well, it, it's very strange because we you know they do get some double lessons mm-hmm. and book five and, and whatnot and beyond. So it always amuses me how authors try and handle the scheduling issues because it's impossible for one teacher in each subject to teach four houses and seven years. They would have to have like 15 minute classes. Yeah, and, and those are hour, long, hour to two hour long classes. Yeah, well the way I've seen it many times is you have like four subjects a day, two before lunch and two after, mm-hmm. but yeah. Depends on how you go, and there's lots of break time in there and, and whatnot. So, anyway, I hope, I hope Pottermore or the Encyclopedia or the, Sc- the Scottish book, I guess we're calling it, will reveal a little more about that because I just love to get like how she fi- figures all this like scheduling going on because clearly she's she's had like notes where she's shown people where there are like graphs and stuff of like when they have potions and stuff. So I just mm-hmm. love for her to reveal those. I haven't seen any of that, but what do you want to bet it's non-existent and she's just making it up because she's not good with math mm-hmm. anyway, and scheduling is a type of math. Mm-hmm. I suppose. They head into potions. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, Ron is terms cursed already. Potions first thing. And it's like way to have a positive outlook, guy. Yeah, because in his potions book, smells like sweat, the sweat of a harpy and toad's breath. That sounds pretty nasty. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes, Seth. So because line, Ron is Mister Positive throughout the entire can. So yes, this is the reason that the opening the window made it not so good because the boys put all of their potions books outside on a conjured window ledge. Yes. And that's why it smelled worse outside than in. Okay. Well, that's Sorry, good. I'm gonna make chair noises here. I'm gonna try to twist a bit. Yeah. How's I your don't name? understand. It's oh, that's not gonna work either. I need to. Get in a good spot. Ow. <laughs> okay. This will go do for a minute. Ah! Yeah. Boo. Are I'm you sorry. okay? I didn't mean for my knee to hurt no, you so badly. sorry. Capitals just beat the Bruins in game seven. Oh. <laughs> Dang, like... I thought the dog jumped on you or something and spilled your beer. <laughs> I was like, is Ethel dying over there? Like, what's going on? That's the sound that we get when the cat jumps on people and scares them to death. Oh, oh, I just looked up and I saw they scored and I was like, ah! Yeah, I feel like Kelly. So, anyway. We're way off course. So, We're in potions I didn't class. understand why Hermione didn't tell Harry how to fix his book. She because, didn't think about it. But she could smell it while they were at the Grangers together. Yeah, I didn't really understand that either. But I, or I just, at least like write it in there for him because I if I mean if I was living with a guy and he is smelling uh, a really bad smelling book I would fix it. <laughs> well, you know, that's what they say the boys' room smells like anyhow. So yeah, maybe she's well, if there's a difference. Although well, yeah, Harry's, if Harry kept his room like that, um, Petunia would hit him. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So. Dudley's room probably was like that, but not Harry's. Oh, yeah, Dudley's room, definitely. So, But I, I like the whole concept of the book. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the book. It echoes the canon very greatly and Hagrid with his biting book. Uh-huh. But all you've got to do is stroke the spine. <laughs> and in this case, you have to write in the missing ingredient. And I do say that it's kind of a twisted challenge because there's one potion in the whole book that's missing an ingredient. Mm-hmm. And Snape's nice. like, yeah. And Snape's like, well, I'm, I'm not surprised. Only one of you managed to do it. And I was like, oh, God, come on. Hermione's the only one who read the book, the yeah. whole book, and, and noticed that, that there was a, an ingredient missing because it was in the forward, yeah, but she, it wasn't. She's cross-checking everything, and she read the index for each one. And I'm like, oh, my God, I know she's a nerd, but come on. Yeah, this seems a little... What's the word for it? Damn it, I'm losing things! Over the top? No, it it seems unrealistic. That's the word. Mm-hmm. Like, not even Hermione is this anal about studying. She's OCD. She's Hermione CDO. does not have OCD. What does Hermione have? Nothing. CDO. <laughs> exactly. She has CDO. So, and I love that Snape gives her five points and then immediately takes them away because she was talking. Well, she was. That's true. It's fair. It's such a Slovene thing to do. It is. Well, she did it right. She's the only one who did it right. So, points. She gets five points. Yep, only five. And then immediately she uh, loses them. Yep. And she says she would have told Harry about it if 
she didn't know what Snape was going to do. Yeah, but still. Yeah. So then we move on to the Defense Against the Dark Hurts. And yeah. it's Moody! We're in Chapter 25. Yeah, it's yeah. Moody. It's the real Moody, the real and Moody, he's back. My, my notes say the real, in quotes, Moody. Mm-hmm. And, and I really love how his story is that you see in Fix where in the fifth year where Moody was back and there's, does he pretend like he was there the whole time? Do they tell everyone that it was really in Death Eater before that? And in this one, they just say, yep, Moody got hit with a memory charm, so he doesn't remember anything from last year. Yeah. And I think that's great because it just neatly excuses the fact that he's going to remember you. He's not going to remember what we studied. Mm-hmm. And I love how he says, if you, and if we studied something, then I expect you to impress me with how much you know. Mm-hmm. If you impress me enough, we'll move on to something else. Yeah. And, and if you uh, don't, he tells him shame. to worry. Worry a lot because Voldemort's back. Constant mm-hmm. vigilance. Yeah. I loved his speech here. I really thought it was great. And it's like, oh, of course you're not going to see in the Daily Prophet what's going on, because what does it take to subscribe to the Daily Prophet? No effort at all. That's right. That's right. So the Death Eaters can do it, too. So they're not going to share all of what the ministry is doing to fight the war in the paper. Mm-hmm. And that's just such a reasonable, rational explanation. And I don't see very many reasonable, rational explanations anywhere. So. Yeah. First lesson in defense against the dark arts, never underestimate dark wizards or dark witches. There you go. Mm -hmm. And we get the news that all of the teachers will teach defense. And this is very different. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before. It's just awesome because Mm -hmm. there are so many applications for the other niches of magic that... And everyone's always focused on the hexes and curses, where if you could transfigure the air, or the moisture in the air around somebody to acid, you would probably injure them quite severely. If you oh, yeah. were to transfigure the floor under them to ice, you could probably knock them down a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And so on and so on and so on. If you throw mandrakes over the walls and shatter their pots, they'll scream and incapacitate Death Eaters. I mean... There's so many ways the other subjects can be used to fight, and we never see them really. And yeah, mm-hmm. we saw them in in uh, Dumbledore's army in the Year of Darkness, right? Which I know is not canon, but it's it close be. enough. <laughs> Very well, could be. It's so. a significant a significant part of it is my head canon, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and they did it, and and everybody's got a. It's just such a great idea because so much. I mean, I can think of transfiguring empty spaces into walls and, and you know or something into a wall and trapping them behind it so they can't get or, to you or switching spells like switching somebody's head for you know their hand or a walnut yeah whatever yeah just i mean war is war and war is hell and the way that can- the canon taught defense against the dark art seemed to be very um spotty yeah, not spotting necessarily, just a very small-minded, and and this is the way things are, and don't think outside the box. Because thinking outside the box is wrong. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you win wars by thinking by outsmarting the other side. Right. So I think it's very cool that this author decided, like, 
we're going to teach you everything about defense we could possibly teach you in a year. And it's going to be hard and you're going to hate it, but it might mean that you'll survive. Right. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. You might just save your life. So suck it yeah. up. I'm reminded of the speech in Full Metal Jacket. Because I am hard, you will not like me. But the more you hate me, the more you will learn. Yeah. Yep. And that's it. And Hermione is clinging to Harry's arm all during this lesson. They walk in, and she's on his arm. And at the end of it, she's on his arm. And we get this nice little discussion with Moody. And he shares his hip flask with Harry. And mm-hmm. it's got fire whiskey in it. <laughs> yeah, that burns all the way down to... Harry's toes. Uh, and he's like, yep, definitely not polyjuice potion. Can I just say, I love it. That, I love the fact that the Hufflepuff is the one who asked Professor Moody if, you know, who has returned. Mm-hmm. Which is such an awesome moment. Just be like, yay, Hufflepuff. Yay, Hufflepuff. Hmm. Well, this is a defense class where we evidently have all of the houses mixed together. Mm-hmm. So apparently Draco is nowhere to be found. Yeah, maybe it's just a double class with the Gryffindors. The Hufflepuffs. Yeah, they've never had a shared defense class before. Who knows? Well, they've defense. had other shared classes, though, I think. It's always yeah, been they, very they... consistent. It's herbology with a Hufflepuff, and it's potions with Slytherin, and I don't know who, what class they share with Ravenclaw. Charms, maybe? No, it's never been mentioned, and I personally choose to believe it's history. Okay. That would be a good one. Mm. Um, so, everyone goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I like, that, I like that Harry kind of afterwards stays behind to directly address Moody about Barty Crouch Jr. and the year before, mm-hmm. and Moody answers his questions kind of expecting that they're they're gonna be smarter than then. They're not gonna take the company line, right? About all this. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does warn them that they have to continue to sell that Moody was obliviated. They can't just you know run around saying, "Oh, Barty Crouch, you do this. Barty Crouch, you do that." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. nobody will trust him then. Right. Yeah. Well, also I think like that'd be kind of crazy. Well, there's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. I like one of his last lines here. He says, sometimes you find trouble, and sometimes trouble has a f- habit of finding you. Yep. Remember, I'm here to teach you how to get yourselves out of trouble. Mm-hmm. I'm not a McGonagall or a Flitwick or even an Albus Dumbledore. I'm not here to tell you to hold up safe in your beds and pretend you can live your lives without coming across danger or that you should even try. And, just... and he says, keep me in mind if you ever find yourself needing help getting out of danger. However, he may have stumbled into it, and he's just basically saying, remember, constant vigilance. Mm-hmm. And we have a scene change. Yep, they're doing Yay. their homework. Yep. Ron's, well, well, Ron's doing his homework. Everybody else has finished theirs. Yeah, Harry yeah. is sort of just adding a couple of sentences here and there onto his assignment, which, ah, boo. That was me knocking over my drink. Excuse me. <laughs> well, while you're doing that, I'm going to go let the dog in. I'll be right back. And this time, this time alone, I do have to say to the space of people who are not probably listening to me that um, I did kind of enjoy this bit just because, I mean, even if I write an, or uh, write, <laughs> even if I wrote an essay back in college 
weeks ahead of time, the night before I would still be like just adding a couple things to it. Just, you know, make it fresh and new and make sure that I reviewed everything. So I kind of liked that Harry was doing this, even though it was more or less done. And he's not completely changed from the person that he was back in um, year four. He's still, some, you know, something like Lon. And Hermione has to t- turn him into a total bookworm, which I've seen in thick and I don't really like. I love that she comes and says, Harry, really? You've had all summer? And Harry's like, yeah, well, there's this last assignment and just, I could never get it done. And Ron's like, hey, Hermione, you want to sit next to me? She's like, uh, why? (laughs) (laughs) Hermione knows what's going. Like, Mm -hmm. she was like, oh, crap. Yeah. Can you help me? I'll fail if you don't help me. You've got to help me. And, you know, you've had all summer. All you did was put your name on this, Ron. Okay, let's see what you've done so far. All you have is your name? I'm not Did I smart mention there like were dragons? You. Did I mention there were dragons? Yeah, no. <laughs> yes, there were dragons. There were dragons. <laughs> there were dragons! Oh my gosh! She's just like, flounces away. Mm-hmm. And, and she's upset. Like, Wait, you're coming back, right? You have to come <laughs> no. back! No, no, I don't. Don't have to do that. And... Harry yells at her, uh, at him. Mm-hmm. for um, getting in bad habits again, which is basically being a prat on one hand and then on the other, begging her to help him with his homework. Yeah. Yep. And he's like, well, you should talk. She helped you all summer. And Harry's like, no, I did my homework, and she was there doing her homework, and we did our homework together. You need to learn about this together thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I actually pulled out a quote from it, and he said, Ron's face fell. Oh, you've got to help me, Hermione. I'm sure to fail if you don't. Can't be all that bad. Let me see what you've got so far. Ron pulled his crumpled parchment from beneath his book and handed it to her. Hermione took it, looked at the paper, and her eyes went wide. Ron! All you've got is your name! And I like that. It's not Ronald. Mm-hmm. Which is something that P.S. complains about all the time. Right. And I'm surprised it's not actually Ronald, given that the author takes her canon from the movies. If no more authors call Ron Ronald until the day I die, I will be a very happy person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm, 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 it's overused in fandom. Like it's just like I don't care. He's his name is Ron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop yeah. calling him Ronald. It's like calling Harry Harold. That's <laughs> uh, bad. We don't like that. It's the bad place. It's a bad place. I'm going to my bad place. Get down with your bad self. <laughs> so Hermione comes back. She does come back. With Yay! A and it's her notes from last term. Mm-hmm. And you can just imagine how thick this notebook is. Uh-huh. And how detailed it is. And the notes that he needs for his essay are going to be on like six pages of like a 200 sheet notebook right so she's like okay here's the notebook like you have at it yeah which is you know just about as bad as him having to actually sit there and do it himself mm-hmm. yeah but it's something right and, and he may as well have just handed she may as well have just handed him the textbook Yep, basically. But he doesn't figure that out right away. It's worse because the textbook has an index. When does Ron ever figure anything out right away? Yeah. And Hermione's notebook doesn't have an index. 
<laughs> you don't true. know that. It's very liable too. Oh, I would I would guess that Hermione would know exactly where her notes on a certain day mm-hmm. would be. Because mm-hmm. she kept yeah. all the syllabus. Right. So she would know exactly, she would have everything labeled and, and like, I can just imagine it, you know, those post-its that are thin that you bookmark <laughs> stuff with. Like, I just yep. imagine, like, everything's color-coded and, and all organized. But, mm-hmm. of course, Ron doesn't know what the color coding system means, so no, he's completely no. lost. God forbid he ask. <laughs> oh, I think she'd yell at him if he asked. <laughs> he's got to reinvent the wheel every time. And yep. So she comes by, she saves the day, but she swears this is the last time. Yep. Yeah, well, she says that all the time. Mm-hmm. And she pulls Harry aside because she's got something to talk about. And Ron's like, oh, can I come? And they're like, no, 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 you you have to finish your essay. Right. So they go over to the side. They don't really go very far, which is really funny because Ron was asking if he could come. They didn't even leave the common room. No, but he doesn't know that <laughs> when he asks. She just wants to give him something, and she gives him the incantation that he needs to learn mm-hmm. for the Animagus transformation. And then she says, and just in case Ron wants to know what it is, here's a picture of you and me at the ball, and you can... No, no, it's not even that. It's Hermione gives him the incantation, and they remember Ron a few feet away, and he just says, uh, what if Ron asks about why you needed me? And she just didn't even think about that. She says, uh... And she goes and pulls the picture out, and it's not the actually a bookmark. Like, she's been using it. Yeah. And it's a second copy of the picture of him and her at the Yule Ball. Right. Mm-hmm. And She's like, well, oh, he does. And the way he asks is so obnoxious, so suspicious. It's the Ron that we all love to hate. It is. And Harry get. gets irritated. Go ahead, Kat. He's such a get. He mm-hmm. is. And Harry gets irritated. Shows him the picture. And proceeds to lay into him about being an arse that night at the Yule Ball. And it's like, well, this is of us together at the Yule Ball. And mate, well, actually, let me back up. He starts off, well, if she wanted you to know, she would have told you. She she would have given it to me in front of you. She obviously didn't want you to know. Therefore, it's none of your business. Yeah. However, (laughs) here's what it is. And here's another reason why she maybe didn't want to bring up the Yule Ball in front of you is because you treated her like dirt at the Yule Ball, and she was trying to help you save face right here. And to his credit, Ron gets embarrassed by this. And he knows he treated her badly. He obviously feels guilty about it. And yet he can't help himself from continuing to be hurtful towards her. No, he doesn't think before he speaks. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Not at um, all. And so many of the things he says, he doesn't understand why they would even be hurtful. Right. Like comparing well, think, her house, like her house is nothing but homework, and his house is nothing but fun. I think it's interesting the way this is the way Ron talks in canon and in this fic, and the, the way Hermione talks and inter- interacts within canon and in this fic are so thought out of where they come from because Ron is from a place where you know he has six brothers and a sister and you just know that they were throwing insults 
back and forth at each other left and right since day one. Like, Ron grew up knowing that even, you know, if if someone said something to him, he would just throw something back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Hermione did, just grew up alone and friendless until she went to Hogwarts. So she doesn't understand that if yeah. somebody says something mean to her, it's not necessarily malicious. Right. For her, the insults were real. Right. They weren't banter. Right. And, and, Ron and we is saw just... that. We saw, sorry, ah, sorry. We saw that illustrated very clearly with the two tarts over the summer. Right. Mm-hmm. And Ron is just acting the way he knows. Like, I can imagine this in some ways. It's just kind of the way Ron knows how to interact with people mm-hmm. is, I mean, look at the twins, look at Percy. Like th- this is just his life is, you know, it- it's kind of like um, my brother and his friend when I was visiting them in Cambridge and they, you know, back and forth, they were, well, you're fat, you're fat. Like, it- I mean, it's such a guy thing to do just to like, you know, make fun of each other. Mm-hmm. But girls, especially at that, uh, at this age of, you know, 15, 16, take it really personally. Right. And Ron just doesn't understand that, mainly because he only has one sister, and she's younger than him. So everything that he's experiencing with Hermione is a brand new experience to him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand. And she, yeah, and neither does she. That's a really good point. 101, and I still got it. Woohoo! Yay! So, we're moving into chapter 26 here. Yes, we are. And we have Herbology as Defense Against the Dark Arts. Mm -hmm. And they're just amazed at how devious Professor Sprout is. (laughs) I know. And they're like, Woohoo! This is so cool! My favorite subject! Look what I can do now! Yeah, I might actually have a chance. Yay! Have either of you seen Sky High? Yes. Yes. I was reminded of the, the uh, Penny or whatever her name is that can control the plants. Mm-hmm. It's great stuff. Good movie. So I was just like, <laughs> yeah, that would be really good for Defense Against the Dark Arts. I mean, hell, like, during the final battle, they should have gotten some uh, Devil's Snare and just dropped it over the wall. Yeah. There's all kinds of things like that that they could have done. Let it go yeah, for I'm sure that there's, you know, Fred, sick Mike on them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Devil Snare, I mean, Venomous Tentacula. Yeah. There's all sorts of great plants that you can use in battle. Have at it. Mm. I mean, who... Like a good Drabble. I, I think this would be a good... Oh, I would... I, I would love thing. to see, like, Death Eaters beaten by Devil Snare because no one can remember that, you know, Devil s- s- Snare... Are you a wizard or aren't you? <laughs> Are you a witch or not? Yeah. So light a fire! <laughs> Yeah. Like you know, There's no Hermione wood on the was, battlefield. It was there was like a par- it was like one sentence in a first year fic. Like what grown wizard Death Eater remembers one sentence of a first year book textbook? textbook. Not a fic, but a textbook. Yeah, they don't read fics in the Harry Potter world. <laughs> uh, sometimes they do. It's yeah, weird. sometimes they do in other fics. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's hurting. So. And they're on their way to divination, and and they're like, oh, I wonder what Defense Against the Dark Arts she'll teach. And yeah, that's rubble, you know, utter rubbish. And I was like, well, maybe she'll surprise you. And they're like, you didn't know. 
<laughs> I, mean, I, can just, I can just picture Trelawney chucking the the uh, glass yeah, the crystal ball, the crystal, crystal balls, balls over the edge of the wall. It's good stuff. Good she teaches. Sh- oh, that that's what it is. Trelawney is teaching shot put lessons. Uh-huh. <laughs> it works. Oh, it does. I love it. So they make it through their classes, and. Then we see the first session of the Hogwarts Jogging Club. Mm-hmm. And Ron is going to go because, well, we always do everything we together. together. Yes. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. The poor sucker does has no idea what he's in for. Mm-hmm. But he's going to go because we do things together. We're the trio, capitalized and trademarked. And they go up to the dorm to change. And of course, Ron doesn't have anything at all appropriate to wear, but he somehow figures it out. And the boys are bantering back and forth. And there's this weird comment from Dean and it just made me go WTF. They walk into the dorm and they're in the middle of a conversation between Dean and Seamus. And Dean says with disgust, you'd turn on the cannons because of a Girl, and yeah. it's just so wrong because since when is Dean a Cannons fan? Yeah, I don't know. I think true. it's like I, Dean is a West Ham fan. Like, uh, thank you, thank it, you. Like, mm-hmm. she was like, so, but it's a bloody hot girl. Yeah, Dean's like, no. <laughs> Ooh, hot girl, hot girl. They're fifteen. Yes, hot girls all hot over girls. the place. That's all they talk about. So I have to. I have to say, this is fairly typical for um. Girls who aren't necessarily into baseball, but will watch it with their boyfriends mm-hmm. or or significant others or whatever, will follow teams based on the hot players. With a W in there. Hot. Hot. <laughs> so this is, I mean, this is fairly typical of people who are not that much into sports of like, oh, look, they're attractive. I'm going to watch. I'm going to be their fan for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, hey, it was takes all types. It does, but no. then he kind of as I his, go ahead. as I sob into my glass of water because we won, we lost against the Athletics uh, five to four. I'm sorry, it's so sad. Damn you! Well, I mean, as long as the Cubs lose, I'm okay. Don't that's worry. The important I, think part. That's, I think that's pretty much in the bag. Yeah, I know, right? 104 years. This is going to be the 104th anniversary wow. of them not going to the World Series. That is a I I don't understand how people cannot and don't believe in the curse. Mm-hmm. So, they're still bantering back and forth. Harry's ignoring them. I'm taking us back to the fifth because I'm tired. Um, okay. And then Hermione comes up. Uh-huh, and they're like, ooh, that Hermione Granger. She's hot, too. What is yeah. with you tonight, Death? You sound uh, Australian. <laughs> I'm not deliberately trying to be Australian. He's okay. Doing it's just coming out that way. Okay. And of course... Anyway, Harry jumps in to defend Hermione's honor, and even Ron gets into it. Yep. And, like, she's our friend. Don't talk about her like that in front of us. They say those bookworms are real steamy snoggers. <laughs> and they're, they're going back and forth with each other. What do you know about snogging? Yeah. And, uh, uh, and it's, it's great because it just reminds you that they are turning 15 this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And they troop down, but Harry's in this mood now. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
and Ron is oogling Hermione in her running outfit, which he seems to do fairly often. But it's not particularly egregious. Let me see if I can find it. Well, he's got track pants on and Dudley's old shirt. And Mm. she has a white tank top and gray exercise pants with pink stripes running down uh, the outside of both legs. I do not see her as a pink girl. No. But I don't necessarily either, but she might not have a choice. That's true. Her mother might have bought them for for her in the hopes that she would be more girly. Maybe. And, you know, for some reason the fashion designers are fixated on pink and they think all girls like pink, so... Yeah. Don't remind me. But a white tank top and gray exercise pants with pink stripes. This is not a particularly skin-tight outfit, shall we say. She's not wearing a halter top, you know, with just a bra and short shorts here, so... I I don't think this person runs often, though, because you don't really want to wear white if you're going to be breaking into massive sweat. sweat. Mm -hmm. Not a good plan. (laughs) She says, you know, uh, Ron, you ought to stretch. And Ron's like, yeah, I'll be fine. Oh, no, I'm sure I'll be fine. Uh, Actually, oh, um, you know, I'm sure I'll be fine. (laughs) No, anyone who's ever run or worked out knows, no, 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 no. You stretch. And he thinks the proposed route is too far. Of course he does. And he dies before they even really get going. Mm -hmm. And then he doesn't stretch for a cool down, so of course he gets cramps. Yeah, I I more often will stretch during my cool down than during my... Start up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, I just can't go on. And <laughs> what they were going to do is they were going to go down to the edge of the Hogwarts grounds and then go around the entire grounds, castle, lake, everything. Right. Which is a pretty good jog. That's a pretty good jog. And, yeah. For somebody just starting out, that would be killer. That oh. is a killer. For, for, I'm guessing, like, wizards who just don't clearly run at all, like, that would just kill everybody, mm-hmm. like, to go two feet. Like, what is this running nonsense that you speak of? Although, exactly. I will say that in the movies, at least, the trio runs everywhere. So, <laughs> you know, I can see how she, you know, could think maybe he's sort of got a little bit of running prowess in there, because... Yeah. They they're always running up and down the stairs. They're always running down to Hagrid's hut. They're always that's true. They're always running. But is I mean running to or from something is very different, different. Is very different than like running for fun mm-hmm. or sport. Yeah, and I love him. He's like, you guys are enjoying this. He, I'm with Ron <laughs> because I'm like you know running three feet. I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I ever. Of course, I'm not built as a runner. But, um, and then Trisha, who's training for a marathon right now, and that's why she's not podcasting with us, loves to run. She's got her son running. She's got her friends running. She's got everybody running. Mm-hmm. I bet if I lived nearby, she'd have me running. I but used to run. Your knees was, would love that. Oh, my knees would die. It was, I, I really enjoyed running. Um, it was sort of, I mean, this is like, way in the past before my body broke but you know it was a lot of fun to run Mm -hmm. and once in a while i'll get on the treadmill 
again and, you know, run, you know, a couple miles just for the heck of it. But, you know, I used to run five Ks were the best because that's just, you know, a quick couple hours and then you're done and then you get to go home. Mm-hmm. I have to give Trisha kudos for running marathon because that's like a, you know, seven hour affair. Yeah. And you have to get up at like 5 a.m. For any of our listeners who may not know this, a marathon is 26 miles. There you go. I think. I'm pulling that out of... 26.2. 26.2. I was pulling yep. that out of the uh, podcast I was listening today where Trisha was describing running a relay marathon and another person to be, was running a half marathon. It used to be 26, but um, there's a marathon in England and they changed the route so they would go by Buckingham Palace, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or some, like, royal person from some country wanted to, like, change the route of the marathon to, like, so that they would go by their, their place so they could see. So, so yeah. It added a little. It added some, some distance to that that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did yeah. not know that. I love Hermione. Hermione's like, well, at first we we were, she starts to say, just like you, and she's like, yeah, maybe I won't do that. Uh, We weren't so enamored by it. It took a bit. Not so great the first time out. It takes some time to start having fun. And Ron's yeah. like, fun? I've had well, enough fun for today. I'm going to yeah. go do something else fun, like homework. He's jogged from the castle down to the shore of the Black Lake, and <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and then yep. he's collapsing and dying. And, and that's like that's, a mile. Yeah. That's just so funny. He's like, something more fun, like homework. Yeah, no, he's go <laughs> from Ron. More fun like homework than he's really having a bad time. Yeah. And then I and love when they take off, they like go at double the speed. They've been holding back just because of him. And he's yeah. just like, those gets. <laughs> yeah. And we have a scene change, and it's the next time we see uh, anyone is at dinner, mm-hmm. and Ron is combating fatigue and drowsiness. He actually managed to do his charms homework. Mm-hmm. Well, Harry and Hermione were out, and he says for once he considered homework a better use of his time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what he does when they're not around is he does homework. He doesn't play Exploding Snap or Goof Off or anything. And and Ginny is flirting again. Yes. yes Harry, saw you out on your run a while ago. Nice shirt. Nice shirt. <laughs> you wore it so well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then Hermione comes and shoes her away. And I can just picture Hermione sitting down and going, shoo, shoo, go away now. Go away, little fourth year. Yeah. <laughs> Harry said, thank you, Hermione. Said, no problem. And then Ron puts his foot in it again. Because <laughs> they're discussing Ginny and Harry says, oh, I almost liked it better when she ran away every time I said hi to her. And Ron laughs and says, oh, Jenny's got a streak in her. Must come from growing up the only girl with so many brothers. Yeah. And Harry wonders what she's playing at with all the flirting. And Ron just sort of says, who knows? My sister's barking half the time, if you ask me. I love her and all, but the girl's harder to figure out than even Hermione. Sorry, Hermione. I didn't mean that in a bad way. Yeah, I'm sure you meant barking in a good way. Just yeah. like you're a prat in a good way. Yeah. yeah, and Hermione smiles and takes the pressure off of him. But it's this is just one more example of Ron's 
thoughtlessness when he speaks. Ron needs a yeah. filter. He does need a filter because anything that comes into it, I don't think it even appears in his brain first. I think it just comes right out his mouth. That's where yeah. all of his thoughts appear is in his mouth and they instantly come out. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't stop at all. And after he gets saved by Harry, Ron proceeds to eat. Of course he does. I, I just looked down at my, uh, my notes, my last note, hogs meat. Instead of hogs meat. <laughs> uh, hog meat. Harry the scapegoat. Hmm. That just sounds wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That's great. But is that even in this chapter? Yeah. And not in this chapter, no. This is the last thing I wrote down before I came over here. And uh, I okay. just realized far- that my notes that on the preschoolers is, are mixed in with these notes. Oh, no. Yeah, so I have to remember to take this home because or back to work tomorrow because I need this information. <laughs> I did. You would be very proud of me today. I would. Uh-huh. I, for our small group today, I had five kids, and I gave them cornstarch, baking soda, vinegar, and water. Ooh. And we mixed them. Yay! Yeah. And, and I started, I'm just going to chatter for a second while we're waiting for people to come back. Um, I gave them water first, and I said, what do you think this is? And they said, water. And I saw that I pulled out the vinegar and both in a bowl, you know. I said, what do you think this is? And they said, water. And I said, smell it. That's not water. I said, okay. <laughs> and, of course, I have the one little one that, you know, knows everything. She's like, this is vinegar. I said, you're right. And so then I got out the cornstarch, and I had them feel it. I said, now rub it between your fingers. See how soft it is? And then we felt the baking soda, and you could tell the real difference there. Mm-hmm. And then we mixed it, and, and of course, the cornstarch and water makes oobleck. Do you know oobleck? Mm, not by that name. Do you know cornstarch and water? Google oobleck. <laughs> cornstarch and water. Oobleck retirees. The, if you no. mix it to the right consistency... You can hold it, and it's almost a solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um. They, but the second you give, you let up at any of the pressure, it just melts in your hand. Yeah, they actually um, you can dye cornstarch blue and put it in a vat of water, and you can like walk on water that way. Mm-hmm. Nice. If you do it right. So, all right, Scott, are you gonna come back or not? It was on MythBusters. Are we on twenty-seven? Yeah, we, we are. are. And you know what? Since we're still stopped here, let me go let the cat in now. He's been knocking on the door since I let the dog in, but I didn't want to get up again. Oh, man. We're not going to make it through here. Oh, anymore. no, we're not. <laughs> we have six more chapters, and I'm just... Yeah, I'm I, pretty, I I'm pretty baked. Not in the fact that like I haven't like been token or anything, but... <laughs> well, that neighborhood you live in. Wrong kind of drugs. Oh, uh, jeez. Oh, but I'm ending my lease. So, job, new job or no, I'm um, moving out of here July 31st. The, the good thing. I'm so happy. I, you, least- like, 
You don't even know. I hate my neighbors so much, and there's always a bug problem, and the oven doesn't work, and they haven't been to, like, they came two months ago to try and fix the oven, but they didn't fix the oven. (laughs) I'm sorry, I thought something was spraying me with water. I'm like, what happened? And my bed broken. Hey, hey, hey! You're in my headphones. Get out of there. (laughs) You have to leave. And I love, I have to say, I love Jen on Facebook when I'm, you know, talking about how my brother's air mattress is better than my bed uh-huh. and how that's a problem. And she's like, well, why don't you just get a, like, a regular bed? I'm just like, I don't have space. <gasps> you don't understand. <laughs> Honey, hang on, guys. Is, is Alex trying to smother you? Come here. Thank you. Alex wants to podcast. He had it wrapped around his, his paw and he's like moving and he's dragging my head down to the bed. <laughs> oh, poor Alex. Oh, good. I can hear myself on Scott's feet. Oh, good. I can hear myself on Scott's feet. Oh, and he's got quite the delay going. Oh, and he's got quite the delay going. We can hear our echoes. We can hear our echoes. This God. is too funny. This God. is too funny. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. We don't even have Scott. That'd We're be- just going to have us. Oh, there he is. Hello. Hey, Scott. Hey. We're way on course. We're going into chapter 27. Yep. And we're in the common room after dinner. And Ron has appropriated the couch first thing back from the Great Hall. Mm-hmm. He's stretched out to the point where no one else could even think of sharing it with him and promptly fell asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he starts snoring. And I had a few problems with this scene because, first of all, why do none of these brave Gryffindors have the courage to wake his ass up and send him packing up to the dorm? Dude, if, I, if I'm studying in the common room, I would douse his ass with water. Or at least hit him with a silencing charm. Yeah. The, twin, the twins would be pranking him left and right. Yeah, no, they're they'd, not there. they'd be putting his hand in water or something. And... Oh, I think they're, like, you know... What the, year is like, this? Because if Ron's the seventh year, he's a pretty big guy. It's the fifth, fifth year. Fifth year. Yeah. Mm, like drawing mustaches on his face and, you know. Yeah, just sleeping in public is not something that Weasleys would do. What? No, they wouldn't sleep in public. And, and no. Not even this. Heck, I'd be sitting there putting makeup on him. <laughs> I've done that before when I've had guys fall asleep at places like that. You know, you just cover them in makeup. It's fun. And Ron would react so well to that. He would. It would be hysterical. (laughs) I think. I think so. so And it's just, it's really puzzling to me that Ron just stretches out here and falls asleep. And snores and disturbs everybody else. Like, other people leave the common room and go study in the library. Mm-hmm. He's only a fifth year. Why is Ron so important that no one's going to interrupt yeah. his sleeping? Yep. Uncle Ron is a very big deal. And <laughs> <laughs> It's very true. He is a so, 
Harry and Hermione duck out of the common room and they go to the second floor girl's bathroom and Harry has a momentary panic attack when he realizes the entrance to the Chamber of Secrets is right over there. And as long as he doesn't speak parcel tongue, it should be okay. Harry apparently needs therapy for like the first four years of uh, at Hogwarts in this fic. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's having he panic attacks left and right. I did notice mm-hmm. that, and I have to say, when it says Hermione leads him out without a word of explanation, she's in her Hermione on a mission mode. I heard Mission Impossible music in my head. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. So he, uh, she takes him over to the bathroom and. She's going to make another potion because, you know, the first potion they did in this room worked out so well. So we're going to do this hey, again. It worked out fairly well, except for her. Mm-hmm. She used the wrong hair, but well, the potion itself was flawless. That's true. It was. It, it was great, fabulous. So. <laughs> so she was going. They've decided that she's going to brew the anime potion because. One, she's a better potion student, and two, Ron will get suspicious if we're always going off together and leaving him behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're so. talking about it, and all of a sudden you hear bubble, 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 and Myrtle arrives! Myrtle. I love Myrtle. Myrtle is great. And Myrtle is ogling Harry. She's making fun of Hermione. It's like, ooh, making another naughty potion. Last one worked out so well. and But she would never, ever tell on Harry. No. Right. No. Well, they had and, a, they, they shared a special bond, a special moment last yes, year. they did. Yeah. I love how she plays this up. <laughs> Hermione's just like, what did you two do? Everything's <laughs> Well, she's a ghost. We couldn't exactly do much of anything. Uh-huh, says the man who wrote the Hermione Myrtle story. Or the, well, yeah, Hermione, the Harry Myrtle story. Hermione and Myrtle, that would be interesting. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Yeah, I would love to see any good fem, fem slash. It doesn't matter about the pairing. <laughs> fem there's that, too. This fandom, or in our fandom, at least. Yeah, there's that. So, but, but I love the, the girls- fact that it, it comes out that the girls of Hogwarts have been gossiping about Harry. That's literally what it says in my notes. <laughs> the girls like, of Hogwarts are all gossiping about Harry. Like, that's news. Because they wouldn't be gossiping about Harry as a first year. They're only going to be gossiping about how hot, how hot he is in fifth year. Yeah, they gossip about him, but now it's that he's hot. Yes. With, an, with a W. Well, yeah, you gotta H-B. have that W in there. Hot. W. Apparently, what? I'm the one key unicorn tonight. <laughs> and, yeah, and they've been talking, and, and but Hermione says, I took care of it. I yelled at him, and they've stopped talking, and Myrtle's like, yeah, they just stop talking whenever you come around. Like, oh. Well, which is true, and that right there, I can see Prefect Hermione coming out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And th- they still talk, just not when you're around, and they... <laughs> Wonder why is Ron being a prat this year? And neither one of them. I mean, we talk about Ron being thick, and I know Ron is thick. And, and Harry being oblivious. But Hermione's usually a little bit smarter than this, and she not doesn't when it get comes it. To boys, not when it comes to boys, she's not. Uh, I, I, kinda, I mean, I kind of buy this mm-hmm. in some ways. I don't know. I feel it. I mean. The one thing that really bugs me is that, you know, 
Everyone's like, uh, I'm gonna start that over. Hold on. So the, I mean, the one thing that's really interesting, I guess, to me about this, this whole thing is that Harry just kind of shrugs and goes like, "Oh well, he's Ron." It's like he doesn't really know how to artic- articulate why Ron's being a prat because Ron has always been a prat, and it's only been this year that Hermione is starting to notice this it a lot more than usual. Mm. Do you think it's because he's being more of a prat, or it's because he's, he's being, being a prat about different stuff? I think he's being a prat toward her. For the first four books, Ron was really only a prat to Harry in an active sense. And then, like, he would say hurtful things to Hermione, but, you know, he he still liked her as a friend. And I think now that it's pretty clear that Ron is being a prat about the fact that Hermione is not reciprocating his feelings, that I think that she's noticing it more. Mm-hmm. That's a decent one. Okay, it's been ten seconds later. Do you have any idea what you just said? <laughs> I have no freaking clue. <laughs> I have a fever of 101. It's, like, fabulous that I can have complete sentences. And There you go. We're hoping you actually stop with the complete sentences at some point during the podcast. Shit. <laughs> so, uh, are you having a conversation about me? No, I'm trying to get Scott back. It says connecting, but it won't actually connect to him. So, it's, it's just not. Yeah, I don't know why Ron is a prat um, this year or any year or in general. Or I just, I don't know. I don't understand him. I don't like him um he he's not a particularly likable person no i like him in the way that i like snape go on or other characters that are unlikable but written to be unlikable i mm-hmm. think he serves a purpose and i really enjoy figuring out his motives for things i think he's a prat because that's how he's used to interacting with people the twins are not nice to him ever mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, it had to suck growing up, basically coming in last. Um, I'm the only girl in my entire extended family, and I've always been treated a little special because I'm the only girl. Mm-hmm. So so Ginny is kind of like this idolized point in, in the Weasley family. So she's not going to be considered the youngest and the person who is goes last for everything. Right. So that falls to Ron. So Ron is basically has this youngest child of a big family syndrome where he doesn't really know who he is for much of canon. I would say until he and Hermione go down to the Chamber of Secrets and Deathly Hallows, he has no clue who he is because he's always been brother to so-and-so or friend of Harry Potter or he's never been just Ron Weasley. Right. And I just I, I think that he is used to interacting in a way that means that, you know, you're going to say mean things to each other. And they're going to say them back to you. And it's, you know, right. no skin off your nose. It's not personal. It's just how you interact with people. Right. I've interacted with people like this. It's kind of interesting to have conversations with them. Scott, we're talking about how Ron is a prat. I see. That seems to come up a lot in- Harry Potter pick. Mm-hmm. It does. Because he is. Not all the and time. I just, 
I just don't understand why he can come from the family background he can come from with all the brothers and sisters, and he has the interaction persona of where he's very insulting, which is not atypical, but it's just the wrong sort of personality to match up with Harry and to match up with Hermione. Oh, if we're talking that, that's completely different than why he's around a Pratt. Yeah, Harry should not react at all well to this bantering style, because when he, whenever he heard insults, they were real yeah. and usually followed up with violence. Mm-hmm. So, Ron that is, being why is the, Harry friends with Ron? Like, that's a completely different question. That's a completely different question. And so we'll just drag it back to this and say that. Yeah, we'll we'll skip that and we'll jump over into the canonist fanfic discussion at a later point in time. Hermione is told I Harry to go ahead and go back to the common room so that Ron doesn't, you know, wonder where they're at. And if he asks, then she's in the library working on stuff. And Harry really hopes that Ron will still be asleep. But lo and behold, Mr. King of the Couch has, uh, is no longer sleeping. So I imagine Ron with a little, like, gold paper crown and, like, a little flag. <laughs> Weasley is our king. Mm-hmm. Weasley is our king. Weasley is our king. King of the couch. He's the king Yay. of the couch. And so Harry or says, more, well, more of a, do they have a flag? Yes. No one watches any Cunning of them. Yeah. Nobody um, watches what? Scott watches any Izzard. No one else does. I love it. I don't know what they want, sir, but they do have a flag. Oh, gosh, cunning at them. I love having Scott and Death Roll here, because I don't need to actually go get clips. We just already have their voices, and it works just fine. Yay! That's cool. Yay! So now so, we've we seen change, and Harry's dreaming. He's having animal dreams. He's having animal dreams, yes. He's in a jungle, and he's running, and sounds and smells and everything are so much clearer, and he- He's sort of freaking out because this is like the fourth night in a row he's had this dream, and it's kind of weird. Uh huh. And and Hermione didn't tell him that he's supposed to have these dreams. So yep. <laughs> of course not. Which I find weird because Hermione tells everyone way more than they could ever want to possibly know about everything. Oh, when they were when they were you know discussing whether they should be NM May guy in the summer, she would give him like a th- she would have given him a three hour lecture on what it would be like. Oh, that's the explanation. This was in the second hour. He paid no attention. Right. He forgot. He dozed off. So, and she says, oh, that's exactly what's supposed to happen. And I'm having the dreams too. Yay. Wonderfulness. And they've got their heads together and they're whispering. And just Rod shows up and does his best umbrage impression. Ahem. (laughs) (laughs) And I nearly, oh, God. And they're like, what are you two talking about? Um, potions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, potions. Uh-huh. And they are, just not anything for class. Yeah. Right. So they're giving him a half-truth. Yep. Or a three-quarter truth. And he just thinks they're absolutely lying. Because oh, he yeah. doesn't buy it. He doesn't know what's going on. But well, he doesn't probably looks like they were snogging or something. Yeah, they're looking lovey-dovey. Well... You know, sometimes they do this. But Ginny's yeah. come to uh, diffuse the tension because she's bounced over. Oh, excuse me. 
she's exploded upon them <laughs> and um, like whirlwind and said, did you hear what happened to Mr. Ollivander? And they're like, what? He's, He's been, been kidnapped. Taken. He's kidnapped. Oh, no. And, yeah. And Ron's just like, well, why would they kidnap Ollivander? That was Hermione. Well, Hermione said that. Well, that, that's stupid. Hermione should figure this out. I could see it coming from Ron. Why yeah. would anyone kidnap uh, Mr. Ollivander? Hmm, Hermione, let's think. Yeah. And Ginny says, well, the theory is that it was you-know-who. And Ron says, obviously, it's not like someone not in league with you-know-who would have any reason to kidnap anybody. That's, I, I don't see that the logic Oversimplification, in that. but... Uh, it yeah, is. Total this, oversimplification. In this case, he's right. And Ginny is sort of shrugging and says, eh, whatever, and she's stealing food from Ron's yeah, plate. I think that's which scary. I think is, it's great sibling behavior. Mm -hmm. And He's just getting ticked. And Harry just wonders aloud, what would Voldemort want with a wandsmith? Yeah. Gee, Harry, let's think about what wow. happened at the end of your last year. And, hmm, what Dumbass. does your wand core mean? Like, I'm pleased to see that Ron is not the only oblivious one in this fic. Harry is They're also... all evil. freaking stupid. <laughs> Which is so typical. And They're, They're still... 15. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, and there's still nothing in the paper. They really ought to warn somebody. And it's like, duh, you're supposed to do it word of mouth because nobody believes the paper. Like, right. And Ron just says, yeah, and you did that. True. You you told everyone you know, mm -hmm. and Hermione shuts her mouth. And, yeah. And then Ron, he's not happy with shutting Hermione up. No, because, he's going to shut up Harry, too. Because shutting Hermione up happens so often that it's blasé at this point. So yeah. he decides he's going to go one further. And, he's and like, he goes yeah. too far, and I love it. Yeah, I thought as much. <laughs> what about you, Harry? Tell your guardians about you-know-who, did you? And Harry doesn't really notice. Harry or, just shuts him down again. Well, My I love, guardians would only be too the, happy the if I... I love the prose. Harry didn't really notice nor care about the manner in which Ron flung the question at him. He knew his friend got hot-headed sometimes and said inappropriate things, and he wasn't about to let it get to him. What he did respond to was the verbal attack on Hermione. He had no right to launch into Hermione like that, friend or no. And he stares at Ron, and he's looking for his best mate here, and he can't find him. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's he's... Recalling at times, it seems Ron's a stranger to him. Before the Triwizard Tournament, Harry would have confessed that Ron could be a prat and a bit thick at times, but never cruel. And after the Goblet of Fire, he couldn't say that anymore. And this right. is one of those times. Well, yeah. and I think this is a little weird for him to react like this. Because, you know, it, it, it's kind of like in Deathly Hallow, my favorite scene when Ron yells at Harry. You know, you don't know what it's like. You don't have a family... Um, to worry about, which is just, like, the absolute worst thing you could say to an orphan. Um, right. Like, you don't attack, a, you don't, you know, attack a kid about his guardians that clearly have voice, you know, that they have very little opinion of him. Um, and the fact that there was abuse and neglect and, you know, all these signs that point to Harry not having a happy childhood and Harry's guardians would most likely give him up to Voldemort if given half a chance. 
you don't ask like, oh, Harry, did you tell your guardians about you know who? Mm-hmm. But you know, you of know, course Kat, you this comes back to a question that we bring up over and over again, and it's just how much did Ron and Hermione know about Harry's home life? Right. I mean, and it, it's kind I of think- going overboard with all the pros and such there because th- this is Ron not thinking. This happens with Ron a lot of the time. Yeah. He doesn't think about relationships with other people because he's he's got his own way that his relationships work and he doesn't realize that other people have different ones. Mm-hmm. But especially with the point of the prose is Harry ignored all of that because, you know, Ron does that sometimes, but he was really mad about the verbal attack on Hermione and he didn't verbally attack Hermione. All he said was, right, and did you? Right. That is not an attack. Right. Yeah, but I think it's an attack was on voice. Harry, which he said he was ignoring. And um, yeah. But to answer the, the your question, Death, I think there are two answers to it. I think in a lot of fic, uh, Ron will be so completely stupid that he'll forget about the bars on Harry's windows uh, the summer before second year, uh-huh. and he, you know, will pick up. You know, this guy who shares a room with him for most of seven years picks up on nothing like the, of of that. And then there's kind of the more canon-based answer, which is Ron knows something about it, but it's just kind of one of those things that's never talked about, and you don't question or mess with Harry regarding family. And I think that Ron... I understand why the author did this. It just, it seemed a little out of character for him to be, you know, like, oh, well, you're going to tell the muggles that clearly hate you about, you know, who, right? Because of course, I mean, the question answers itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even to the dumbest part, like, Colin Creevy would know that Harry wouldn't tell his parents about, Colin probably wouldn't tell his parents about Voldemort. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, for many of the same reasons that Hermione doesn't tell her parents. Right. It's. It, I mean, they're muggles. What are they going to do about it? All they can do is, like, worry and stress out about how their baby is in danger. And mm-hmm. buy a gun on the black market. And then you get the fact that's where another. Mr. Granger's a Marine and brings in all his buddies and just goes Honestly, through the whole... There's a, yeah. there's a great one I've read <laughs> where it was Mr. Granger who killed Bellatrix. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great, great stuff. That's interesting. And they put it out there that she died at the hands of a muggle, got her head blown off, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's great. Good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to dig up which one that is. Um, It's a fairly good fic. Um, It may be one of Bob's, Bobman's. But anyway. He likes to do that. To complete, utter aside. Um, So... So other, I mean, other than the kind of OC-ness of of that statement, um, I, I, it was yeah, it was I it was just kind of weird. Yeah. So Ron's an ass, and he gets called on it, and his offensive demeanor crumbles, but is replaced by something uncertain and uncomfortable and almost unrecognizable yeah. as Harry sat there watching. Ron him. just seems like a really weak character in this fic, and I'm not sure if I like it or not. He's a weak character in the canon, too. Yeah, yeah but I... Mean, I haven't read everything coming up to this, but just reading this chapter, it sort of feels like, okay, we've got them, they have to have a lot of time to work on this potion and get the project going to make all the plot work out, so let's just uh, 
give Ron a big blowout and shut him off to the side so we don't have to deal with him for the rest of the chapter. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> thing is, though, Seth, it's a short Seth, chapter. I would, al- I would almost mm-hmm. disagree with you on that. Ron is a prat, and Ron is, you know, unmean and and does not under- comprehend emotions correctly. But he's not a weak character. He just has weak moments. Yeah. And yes, his weak moments often come at really important times where it's really not a good idea to have a weak moment. But yeah, I would where, say where the, the plot says so. How about that? Mm-hmm. Where the freaking plot says so. But yeah. I wouldn't say he's a weak character overall. And it seems in this fic like he's just a weak guy. Mm-hmm. Well, he's... It's kind of it's the it's the equivalent of when you're taking a Harry Hermione story after something's already been established with Ginny, and so first you have to make Ginny go off and do her own thing, or be a complete witch, or some other thing, so you can get her out of the way. Let's take Ron and downsize him and shove him off to the side so we can do something with these two. Right. I don't know. I think so. It's not really downsizing him. This, so much of my opinion as I read through this is this is Ron. This is Ron straight out of book four. Well, and he was like this. I mean, he he didn't believe Harry, and he was a prat. He was, and he it's because he's Harry. jealous. It's because he's not sure how to react. And in this case, the reason he's acting the way he is is he's feeling like the third wheel, which he is. Right. Those two yeah. are falling in love. They don't know that they're falling in love. Everybody around them knows that they're falling in love. And he's like, hey, wait a minute. I saw her first. She's mine. And you guys are, not only do I not have the girl I wanted, but my two best friends are pulling away from me too. So he's reacting like he's reacting because he's upset. I mean, I can see that happening. He's not doing it in a very good way. He's not doing it in an all sympathetic way where anyone could possibly want to take his side. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we certainly don't want to reading this. No, well, I've never wanted to take Ron's side on anything. Me either, but you know he's. <laughs> it just seems like so- there's something missing to this characterization of Ron. I His guess brain. the other thing to bring up, uh, which I imagine you guys have in earlier episodes, is just to reiterate that she's working from the movies. Anything that she takes from the books is extra that uh, just she needed for something in the plot. Mostly she's going back to the movies every time, so a lot of the subtleties of character are going to be lost. We also did discuss that and said that this Hermione is absolutely the book Hermione. She is absolutely not Emma Watson. No. Mm -hmm. Thank God. Yeah. I feel much more comfortable with the story because this is book Hermione. Well, Mm -hmm. and if we're taking this into consideration, movie... Ron was a non-being. Any of his lines from the books got put, got given to Hermione or somebody mm-hmm. else. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. So he is a shallow character. He mostly spent movies. his time panicking. Mm-hmm. Can we panic now? I guess I, I, I'll buy that. That you know, he's more shallow just because the movie says so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the movie says so. I totally have. <laughs> Can I panic now? I guess <laughs> most most of my discomfort with this fic, I guess, then stems from the fact that I don't actually really enjoy the movies all that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, 
Hermione takes Harry out, and Harry's ready to go back in and stomp on Ron's face, and Ginny comes out and says, you know, I can't... Well, no, even before that, as they're leaving, there's a resounding smack from behind them that could only be Ginny swatting her brother a good one upside the back of his head. Oh, yeah, she totally gave him a Dinozo snap. Uh Uh-huh. And Ron starts swearing, and that's the seal of proof, and they don't bother to look around. And yep. they, they can't spare any sympathy for him just then, because he deserved that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and she apologizes, but... Yeah, for him. For him. <laughs> oh, and I'm sure mm-hmm. Ginny realizes that what Ron said to Harry was worse than what Ron said to Hermione. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. And they're going to talk about it, but then we have... Mr. A meeting Harry Potter, number. sir! Mr. Harry Potter! And it's Dobby. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. Harry's got to go to Dumbledore's office. Yes. And Harry's like, but I have class in ten minutes. And oh, I have- no. Excused. Tardy. Headmaster wants to see you at once. Come, come. <laughs> I have to say, this was just, just about the moment that I was just like, so where is Sirius in all this? What's going on? <laughs> hey, look. We need to find him. Should they mention him at some point? Like, he's still alive, right? Yes, he is. And that'll come up in the next chapter. But what we have here is Harry goes off with Dobby. And I don't understand why Dobby needs to escort him to the office, because I'm sure Harry knows where it is. But but we leave. to hang out with Mr. Harry Potter, sir. That's awesome. to hang out with Mr. Harry Potter, sir. <laughs> and we leave Hermione and Ginny here, and Hermione takes the younger girl's arm, leads her further from the Great Hall, and she just asks what we all want to know: What's going on with Ron? He's behaving <laughs> even more strangely than usual. Has something happened that we should know about? And, and Ginny says, "Yeah, you guys are in love and dating and all of that stuff, and he's jealous." And Hermione's like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! What? Back stop, up stop, a stop, bit. Stop. Jealous?" <laughs> Stop seeing what? <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. Jenny's like, you realize Ron's always fancied you, you know, he has a crush on you, and he decided he's going to do something about it. And Hermione's like, oh, well, I guess I sort of had that vague idea, maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's always acted a bit daft around me, dafter than normal, and I'm not stupid. I figured it might be that. Yep, but... Now, you know, Harry stole you from him, and he's feeling very betrayed. Well, it's actually, yeah. I th- I th- hold on. I think she pegs the difference. He's been daft before, he's been a git before, he's been a prat before, but he's never been so mean. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's Ginny's word, and Hermione just sort of nods at that. And they go mm-hmm. on, and she, Ginny explains what Ron's gone through lately and he says well ever since first seeing you again at King's Cross he'd had it in his head that this year he'd get up the courage to do something about it and took a lot of guts on his part and maybe he was paying attention to those dragon keepers and he was convinced that this would be the year and it was just hard on him to learn that he was too late and Hermione says I have a bad feeling this is where you're going to bring in that seeing Harry nonsense (laughs) but we're not dating Come on, Hermione. <laughs> Are you saying that Ron thinks from the Harry stole me from him? Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and, you know, Ginny says what we've all been saying. You guys cannot keep your hands off of each other. Uh-huh. And Hermione's <laughs> like, but but that doesn't mean anything. We're just friends. 
friends. Everyone sees the way you two are around each other this year. You've really done nothing to hide it, nor should you have to. If it helps, most everyone's happy for you too. Yeah. Except the Slytherins, of course, but... Yeah, well, they don't count. No, not in this one. And Hermione's just protesting and says, you know, not that it's any of of Ron's bloody concern if I was dating Harry. Mm -hmm. He should be happy for us. You know, we're there in us. That's what a friend would do. And the implication there is that Ron is not a friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Judy says, yeah, you're right, but my brother can be a colossal arse. Sad fact that we both know too well. And he's mad when he has no right to be. And I don't think he knows how to be a friend with both of you and resent both of you at the same time. And he'd really like to blame Harry entirely for this because then, you know. Well, well no, he, he'd like to blame Harry for this. She knows this, but... Hermione, you're the one who chose Harry over him. Right. It was never a choice, Ginny. And I love that because it was never a choice. <laughs> well, it wasn't. <laughs> well, it's being said in the context of there there wasn't a choice here to decide to start dating here and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But if you know where the fig is going and or you suspect where the fig is going, it, it was never about a choice. It was always, you're so right for me. You're so right for me. Oh, I love you. Oh, I love you. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, am I going to be throwing up by the end of this episode? God, I hope not. But No, not by the end of the episode. By the end of the no, stick, maybe. By the end of the stick, that, that's what I meant. I'm going to be throwing not. up by the end of I the really stick. hope not. I don't think there's any of that. But okay, just making sure, because I really, I really hate when romance fics go that way. So yeah. annoying. It's just like, relationships aren't actually like that. I love so. that she thanks Jenny for explaining why Ron's being so bipolar. And Ginny just says, what's bipolar? <laughs> no, she doesn't, actually. But she should. <laughs> and it says, so she says, we move to the next chapter, and Harry's meeting with the Badmaster. Yeah. Yeah, well, she says, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do about it, but at least I know why he's acting strangely. And Ginny turns to leave, and she turns back around and says, I'm happy for you and Harry, if it counts for anything. And I like that. I like that mm-hmm. she's happy. Because she's had a crush on Harry, too. So yeah. she could very well go the same way Ron has, but mm-hmm. she's. Not. And I've seen a lot of fic where she does, mm-hmm. as have I. And it's really annoying because, I mean, she went to the dance with no, like she had no intention of trying to get Harry to ask her the yo ball. No, yeah, and she, she ended up try. going with, with Neville mm-hmm. and had a great, fantastic, fun time. Oh yeah. Depending on if you watched the movie or read the book. Fabulous! But, I I mean, I I think it's something, it's a wonderful sign of maturity within this fic. But Ginny, you know, acknowledges the fact that she had a crush on Harry. Realizes, is grown up enough to realize that it was just a crush and there was nothing really there. Yep. And and to just be like, you know what, I'm happy for you too. Because our relationship is really better off if it's brother-sister instead right. of I've seen too much fic where Ginny's crush leads her to think that she's somehow entitled to date Harry, and it just never even crosses her head that there could be someone else. And she's like, oh, I've had a crush on him since I was a young girl, and my father used to read me the story of Harry Potter when I would go to bed, and of course he's going to be mine. And there's just never any contemplation that this is 
selfish. Mm-hmm. I, I read a Luna thing is Harry where the one love where Ginny comes from too. I read a Luna Harry fic where it was basically that exact plot. That Luna was raised on the stories of Harry Potter and she just decides one day, okay, I'm going to marry him and I have to kidnap him now. See, that I can believe Luna doing because Luna's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's Luna. It's fabulous. <laughs> fabulous. And that's Kat's favorite word. It really is. And it is so, tonight, man. But then I'm really feverish right now, so who knows what of, I'm gonna say. A lot of nights, but it's good. It's good. Oh dear. So yeah, Kat's got a fever of hundred and one. And I'm still going. And we she, said perfect like to time to get on the podcast. She's like the energizer bunny. She keeps going and going. Going and going and going. So yep. we move Speaking on to which, Chapter twenty eight and we're going and going and going. Dumbledore and he said and, and of course Dumbledore starts with the small talk and Harry's just like Yeah, how is the summer with strangers? So I love the fact that Dumbledore has graduated from lemon drops to crumpets. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well and they were oh, I have a question. Squares. Has has anyone ever read a fic where someone takes the candy that Dumbledore offers? Yes. I think I have, yes. Nine they times out of ten, it's like charmed or or there's someone weird with it, and yeah, it's got string like, charms in it. It's like yeah. infused with like truth potion or something. I've seen ones where it's filled with a potion that makes you view Dumbledore more favorably. It a crazy silly stuff, um, but I I would like to just read something where the person just takes it and it's a perfectly ordinary sweet. And oh, this is fabulous! I haven't had one of these yeah. in ages. Okay, what were we going to talk the, about? I've read those two. There's but, been one I mean, or two of those at least. Yeah, and I Bye. love that Ron, uh, Harry is Ron. Harry's feeling rather wrapped up, but he doesn't really want to deal with the headmaster's small talk because he's been dealing with Ron the Wonder Pratt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we find out that Sirius has sent a letter, and who else can, you know, get this letter to Harry but Dumbledore? So we have Harry. I'm sorry I've not had the chance to contact you this summer. I'm terribly sorry I missed your birthday. I know I've missed many, too many to expect forgiveness for yet another, but I hope you'll understand once Headmaster Dumbledore explains everything to you. I can't say much right now. I just want you to know I'm safe and well for now. See that you stay that way, too. Crappiest letter ever. Like, <laughs> serious. Seriously? <laughs> yes, no serious. Serious wrote the letter. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. And Harry By like reads way. it twice. He turns it over to look on the back. He's like, this is it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's great. Like, By the way, no, if you want if you want the canonical example of the serious serious pun, it's on page three thirty one of Goblet of Fire. Serious said seriously. <laughs> to Tom Spifty. Yep. So, anyway, that's an aside. It also um, uh, brings to mind a, a television show, Dumbledore Explains It All. Uh, or something <laughs> of the sort. <laughs> and I'm picturing the person with the ladder climbing into Dumbledore's room. <laughs> did no one ever watch Clarissa Explains It All? Yes, I did. Yeah, the friend I'm Sam. A little ash- I'm a little ashamed that I watched, to admit that I watched the entire series. It's a pretty good show. And then it was um, <laughs> the, secret, the Secret World of Alex Mack. I never watched that. Oh, that was good. She was doused in toxic waste and developed, like, special powers. 
What is this, a Stan Lee comic or something? <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a show on Nick. God, no, I, I I know it was, but I never actually watched Allison Mack. I watched Clarissa Explains It All, and I watched um, Pete and Pete and many other things that have nothing What's to that? do with the fic that we're discussing yeah. tonight, so which is Fox Forest by Misanthropic. He's going to let us know what's happened. And basically, he shuts and locks the door, puts up the silencio, and he says, I let your godfather know what happened, and he wants to help, so he and my brother are out looking for Voldemort. Does anyone else imagine that, like, Dumbledore is going into full smut lockdown right now? Every time he brings up a important conversation, a smut lockdown? Yeah. You don't know what full smut lockdown is? Apparently not. It's like the podcast so when lockdown. You, when, you're, when you're reading smut, you don't want people walking in on you, so you, like, shut your blinds and lock the door and make sure, like, you're you know, alone, and no one's gonna, you know, your neighbors aren't gonna come over. Wander in. And, and it's even worse when you're, like, listening to it on the audiobook. Because, <laughs> you know, you don't know. I I did that once. It wasn't even really smut. I was listening to a book on tape, and I was pet-sitting out in the middle of nowhere, and it was like, oh, man, I hope nobody comes by because I have this <laughs> thing blaring through the house. So, yeah, I totally understand. All right. You, so we find you out. Have not ever listened to the Smuts Giving episode? Long time ago. I love Smuts I don't think giving. I ever have listened to the whole thing. Just the beginning that they gave the main feed. Well, it's fun. And my favorite part about that, having listened to it several times, is that they think Antasha's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we did too at first. So. <laughs> yeah. That's a okay. good time. Good poor guy. So, so back to the fic, mm-hmm. um, we find that Aberforth is also an animagus mm-hmm. named Shylock. Yes. And he can fly. Fly. And flying fox or something? So do all animagi, like, have names for this? Like, does McGoggle have, like, is her, her kitten form name, like, Mittens or something? Mini. Mini. Uh, uh, and yeah, it's Mini. Aberforth can turn into a golden eagle. Mm-hmm. Not just an eagle, a, a golden, golden eagle. eagle. Uh, and, apparently, it's very important to distinguish this here. And Dumbledore um, also learned how to change. And he changed into a pygmy goat, which <laughs> just really wonder if this is where Aberforth charges of inappropriate charms on a goat comes from. That's exactly where I went. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> Not a I wouldn't yet. change back into a goat if I was him. No, no, well, no. This touches on something that we discussed in the podcast on what makes good and bad fan fiction. Mm-hmm. And we want to see an animagus that is impractical or silly or otherwise useless. And a pygmy wanna... goat falls into that category. Well, I mean, a pygmy goat. Even as like semi-useful, I really want to see someone turn into like a goldfish. Well, and that gets mentioned a little bit later because when they go out to do their their first, and, and we're going to jump around here a bit because we're all tired. <laughs> it's been three hours. Um, but Hermione takes him out by the lake, and so that when they first transform, 
And Harry's like, well, why the lake? And she says, well, silly, what if you turn into a fish? I got to get you into water. Which is just great because no one ever thinks of that. And I know. 90% of the fics I read, it's Harry can become whatever animal he wants to or he can, the animal is. Super awesome. Is super awesome. Like a panther. Yes, like a panther. Have three. So I, was, I have to say, I was a little disappointed when when we found out about Harry's animagus form because it's just like really another really super cool form for Harry. I really yeah, I, want him to. I be, want to see him be a hippopotamus. Or, or see where the panther thing comes from, though, because especially if you're one of the people who likes to do stuff with coloring and like McGonagall spectacle markings and stuff like that. There aren't very many animals with dark fur and green eyes. Right. So that's Except where the panther or the dark wolf comes in. I don't, I don't, I really don't care. Like I, I at, at this point, like, By I, the way, I, Harry has I blue eyes. Yeah. Oh, does he? This is movie. So it's the movie Harry, Harry right? Eyes. There's actually a note at the beginning of this chapter about that. Damn you, Dan Radcliffe. Yeah, we complained and about that in the first episode. So We glossed over this, but when Hermione was doing, because I couldn't remember what Hermione was, when Hermione was having her dreams, she's like, yeah, I'm in the grasslands and stuff like that. I'm like, cool, Hermione's a horse. Not so much. <laughs> so that would be Horsemione? Horsemione. Horsemione. So bad. <laughs> i got to go find that thing. Uh, Harry, could, Harry could ride her. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, now the fever's kicking in. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, um, so, I'm sorry. So Aberforth no, you're and not. Sirius are using their animage forms to look for Voldemort, and yeah, that's where that's we're about going. all there is. And yeah. he leaves. And goes to find Hermione and tell her all about this stuff. And because they're clearly a married couple that shares everything with each mm-hmm. other, except they for except for the important things like you're going to have dreams about your animal, <laughs> and this is how you make your potions book stop stinking. Yeah, but yeah, other than that, okay. yes, they're sharing everything. And you know, she's in the class alone because Ron won't sit with her. Because he's yep. mad. He's fuming. He's moved yeah. over to be with Gene and, Gene and Seamus. Because he's going to be their friend now. And they're going to be the new trio. Yeah, they're in just kindergarten. Delusional. And Harry and comes in and he's, you know, like, not now. Let's let's pay attention in class. Because, of course, this is a godless mm-hmm. class. But when he gets done, and I, I really appreciate the scene. When he gets done, he opens the broom closet and he shoves the two of them in the broom closet and this is a broom closet it is not a huge room that you can have sex in they can barely both fit in there with the brooms and get the door closed and i appreciated that well right before that harry's got news to share and he leans down to whisper in her ear she turns her head but he hasn't moved so they nearly kiss right Mm -hmm. there and then they walk out of class hand in hand and go to a broom closet. And it's like, okay, I, I, I guess. And you just wonder who's watching this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wonder. And I, and I, well, I mean, clearly people are watching this because Harry brings her up to speed on everything. And they leave the broom closet. They, like, fall out of the broom closet. 
And immediately, Fred uh, calls, I way to go, Harry! And, like, everyone, like, cat calls. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we don't see Ron here, but, you know, he's going to hear about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. But it's, I mean, I love that moment just because... For one, it wasn't about him being the boy he lived. It was this guy that him. we know named Harry is clearly making out with his girlfriend. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't about the boy who lived. It was about the boy, right? Yep, named Harry who went into a broom yep. closet with a girl. Yep, yep. Woo! And, and that's yeah. And you can just see the the twins taking the Mickey out on this one. Oh yeah, they mm-hmm. would. they'd love to do it to Ron if he ever went in the closet with a girl mm-hmm. or a boy. Mm-hmm. Maybe what's, Ron could hook up with Colin. What's that meme that's going around right now? Uh, or the picture that's going around right now that says, you know, true brothers, They every night they saw that their brother was in bed with Peter Pettigrew and they never said anything about it? Yeah. You know, they checked the Marauder's map and... I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you listen to um, Gret and Forge... The Wizard Rock Band, they have a song about family incest. Uh, yeah, let's not go there. So we're jumping on to the next chapter, 29. <laughs> we have a little progress report from the author. You just got to hang in there a bit, and the conversation will come up. There you go. Yeah. Page 414. Yay. Whatever that means in the context of fanfiction.net. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> Yeah. It means nothing in the context of fanfiction. It's absolutely yep. nothing. Mm-hmm. Very helpful. Harry's contemplating that, you know, he and, and Ron and he and Ron have broke up and yeah. he's thinking that would be a private matter, but oh no, the whole school's in on this now because Yeah. This is because because Ron and Harry are oozing emotion all over the place. Mm-hmm. They are. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and Neville tried to be Harry's best mate for a day or so, but it just didn't quite work. Yeah. It, it, it didn't really stick because he, he tried to put himself into the hole left by Ron, but the hole's not really all that big. Yeah, it's not Neville's size, so yeah, not going to happen. It doesn't fit, and it's like Neville's the round peg into the square hole. And, <laughs> Poor Neville. Which is not a crack at Neville. Um, no, no. I just, as a complete aside, I have to ask, when did Neville become the patron saint of Hufflepuff? I don't know. I don't Because know. he's a bloody Gryffindor, and yet he's identified constantly with herbology, which is taught by the head of Hufflepuff House, and he's doing special projects with Sprout. So, and- aren't you the person that says that, like, just because you're a Slytherin doesn't mean that you're good at potions, etc.? True, but it seems like he's been adopted by Hufflepuff, and I swear half the fix I read forget that he is in fact in Gryffindor. Well, we would take him. Oh, we would. And hug him. Jules would would spearhead it. Yep. Mm-hmm. My sort of um, idea is that probably one of his parents was a Hufflepuff, or at the least, no, they were both Gryffindors. Um, that would be where his. Um, if he hadn't become a Gryffindor, that's where he would have gone. Like mm-hmm. with Harry being possibly a Slytherin, Neville could have been a Hufflepuff, but he was a Gryffindor. I feel yeah. like it's like Phantom kind of puts everyone who's weak or lame into the Hufflepuff box. And since until Deathly Hallows, Neville was considered a lame character, they were just like, "Oh well, we're gonna put him in the Hufflepuff box, so we don't care about him." 
Mm-hmm. I think what it is is the sorting hat took a very long time to decide with Neville. Yeah, it was almost a hat. Oh, so. I'm I'm sure that like he was fighting tooth and nail for Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So his parents were in Gryffindor, and he didn't want to shame his family by not being in Gryffindor. We uh, yeah. yeah. Actually, you know what? I would like to see that scene done properly, and I would like to see the hat arguing that he does belong in Gryffindor. Yeah, Neville doesn't could, think he deserves it. We could do the yeah. uh, the founders inside the hat voices talking. That one's always fun. That is fun. Voyages of the thinking cap. Yes. It's a good one. But that is not this fic that we are talking about right here. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry isn't talking to Ron because he's a prat, and everyone's noticed, the teachers have noticed, mm-hmm. and Hagrid has tried to make things better. He assigned the trio to tend a wounded Grindylo, and it ended with the Grindylo getting its teeth in Ron's arm, and Harry and Ron rolling around on the ground trying to out-scream each other before Hermione stunned the pair of them. No, no, it was was just Ron and the Grindylo. Oh, okay. Harry didn't have anything to do with it. I thought he was trying to maybe pull the thing off or something, but... They okay. were rolling around screaming. That makes, I think, that I makes better Harry, sense now. I think Harry's well-versed enough in defense that he would know that rolling around with a green <laughs> and screaming is not an efficient way to get it off. Right. <laughs> and then it comes up that uh, there's a Hogsmeade weekend coming up, which Hermione thinks is kind of funny, but whatever, and let's go, because, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be fun. Yeah, we see Harry and Hermione go running, and they make a date for Hogsmeade, even though neither of them realize it, that it is, in fact, a date. It is. Mm-hmm. And they discuss mm-hmm. the fact that the full moon is tonight. Yeah. And I didn't expect them to change into anime guy this quickly. Yeah. I mean, it took the Marauders, like, what was it, like, three, four years? Two. Get it I done? Think. Two years? I think, I think they Until, discovered I mean, it. The year made the change in fifth. Something like that. But still, like, two years versus, like, a matter of months. Hermione's not that much smarter. Yes, but mm-hmm. they had Kimmy. Uh, yeah, the Marauders were starting with nothing. Uh, and I do you really think that James and Sirius were as good at meditating with nature? There is that. Mm-hmm. Get James to yeah. sit still for five <laughs> minutes. I dare you. I want to see that scene. That would be fun. Getting, well, Remus would just serious? be sitting there. Okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sick yes, James. I do. You see, sick James. You need like you see different degrees because everyone's just guessing what James is like. Yeah, because you get like but three different see, perspectives you know, on that. That's it. Remus is sitting there doing the full Lotus thing. It's James and Sirius are trying to copy him. And Sirius keeps cracking an eye open and flicking pieces of grass at James and various other stuff. Because and then they're giggling. Yep. yep. Because the two of them would giggle together. They really would. Uh-huh. And they Peter would be snoring that. in the corner. Yes. <laughs> I think Harry and Hermione were a bit more serious about it. And it's not a perfect mm-hmm. explanation because it still kind of bothers me, but it's the best I can come up with. Mm-hmm. I just think yeah. it was a little, it's a little quick. First full moon yeah. of the year, and they're like, oh, we're done, we're ready. Yeah, well, I hope so, because all their tokens went into that potion. Mm-hmm. Yep, so they're going <laughs> to meet in with the invisibility cloak, and out they're going to go. Um, yeah. I have to say, it's just as well there was no one there to overhear this conversation, because it's 
Um, she whispers to him, and he's like, so, well, we do it tonight? And she's like, meet me at midnight in the common room. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what Ron thinks happened, so there you that's go. That's exactly what he thinks happened. So they go out to do this thing, and it's naked time, and Hermione's <laughs> quote, we're both mature, rational people. We should be able to handle a bit of nudity. And you're not my mature, on rational yeah, right. people. You're 15. It, there's that, but my comment on this is mature, rational people. Good thing they didn't get Ron involved. Yeah, really. <laughs> Can so you they... imagine him trying to handle the nudity for this? No. <laughs> he'd be oh, he'd be beat red. He would he flush would to the soles of his feet. They would he really would tear his final his towel from him or something. He would have mm-hmm. some piece of clothing that he was just could not and we give up. We get a scene with Ron in a towel. Yeah, mm. there you go. No, please, I don't want Ron in a towel. <laughs> <laughs> the Weasley lovers are hissing and booing at the line right now. I want Fred in a towel. Yes, I know. We have, uh, so Harry makes a transformation, but he doesn't quite know he's done it, and he's very confused. And he looks up, and Hermione's standing over him, and he can understand her, but he still doesn't quite understand what's happened. And she says, oh, you did it! And then he's like, oh, okay, I get it now. And he changes back, and she doesn't tell him that changing back is the hardest part, because she doesn't want to freak him out. Yeah, so well, the, the term, she tells him everything except for a few key things that yeah. would really be helpful. Yeah, right. And then she does it, and of course, she sort of turned away while he stripped down. And kudos to you, Death Row, um boxers once again. <laughs> uh, and she kind of turns away, but he can't not look at her. He's just like... He's 15. Off. Yeah, he's 15. Yeah. You want us to do it naked? <gasps> but yeah, it's a, it is a good thing. And all I'm picturing is Potter puppet pals. It's Me naked too! <laughs> naked time! Well, there's that and there's an old Dana Carvey stand-up comedy routine where he's talking about his kids. It's naked time! Oh, well, yeah. Like naked. So, and she turns into a lioness. I have a little trouble with the lioness because this lioness appears to have a mane, which um, lionesses don't have. They don't. They don't. But she fights, so it's all good. No one. Bad pun. I Uh, hated that fic. I've never read it, but that's okay. It gave me nightmares. You're so bad. So they have this wonderful time and she explains that they'll be able to keep their clothes and their wands and stuff once they've figured out what they're doing. Yeah. And so everything is happy and they go back up to the dorms and Harry is so elated over his success answering Hermione naked that he goes right to bed and he doesn't notice that Ron isn't snoring. Right. OMG What? OMG. Uh OMG Ron is not asleep, because if Ron was asleep, Ron would be snoring. That's what Ron does. Ron snores and eats. That's all he does. Yes. So, So we wake up the next morning, and and we've got Ron's point of view, Mm -hmm. and he's upset. And Ron contemplates throwing something at Harry, and decides not to, because it will likely end in a row. Mm -hmm. Wow, he really is thick. 
Well, it'll most likely in Nero, like he's justified in throwing things at right. at Harry. It's like you ass, you absolute ass. You wonder why people get pissed at you because <laughs> you do things that are worthy of being yelled at. And he's not having a great morning, and everything sucks in his opinion because he thinks, his own point of view. yeah, in his own point of view, he thinks that yeah. Hermione and Ron and Harry have been out snogging and doing, doing whatever, it. doing it. Well, That's I don't exactly. think he's quite there yet, but he may be. Mm-hmm. And so you know, there's long stuff, and then there's this well, great bit from Ginny. Go ahead. He says, he thinks to himself, well, they can just go screw themselves. And then the double entendre of his own thoughts click in, and he takes it out on his bacon. So he does think that's can, what they've can, done. Can someone take the bacon away from him? Because he's trying he to eat the bacon, a, and this is a bad idea. No, give it to me or Cat. We will eat the bacon. Yeah, I, know. I want the bacon. His plate of it's shredded bacon. Bacon. Yeah. bacon. Bacon, 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 bacon. <laughs> uh, those <laughs> clips were also in the episodes I was listening to today. It's awesome. And <laughs> so Ginny is, is trying to fly his sausage over and beat a Slytherin around the head. <laughs> yeah. 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 And and to the movie Seamus is probably about to explode. Of course. My eyebrows. The <laughs> and, and to top off breakfast, the insult to a morning of injuries, Ginny had to butt in. Yes, she did. Little sister. Good morning, gorgeous. gorgeous. <laughs> Don't you look tussled. Long night. And she leveled that smile at Harry, the one Ron had seen Ginny use on the Dragon Keepers in Romania, the one that made his skin crawl and his blood boil with brotherly ire. How dare his sister know she was a girl, and how and doubly how dare she use it, and worst of all, directed at Harry. Ron would almost prefer Ginny fawn over Draco Malfoy. See, this, oh, was complete, this, is, this is a complete 180 to what he was say, thinking on the train, which was, at, you know, you know, he didn't like the fact that his sister was flirting, even if it was just Harry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's like, oh my gosh, like, I don't want you flirting over Harry. I would almost rather it be Draco Malfoy, and I oh hate him. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, you ass. Which is, so, I mean, I, I doubt this fic is going to go that way, but this is the moment where, in most Draco Ginny fics, Ginny actually does start going out with Draco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and there's the moment where Ron's like, wait, but I didn't mean it. Yep. <laughs> so. And they say, oh yeah, well, we were up late doing potions. Doing, doing a bit of spell work, which is totally the truth. Except and, not. And so... Ron hauls Ginny out of the hall and mm. calls her a tart. Yes. Which is a bad idea. And he should know better. He really yeah, should. He, he should, but he doesn't because he's Ron. And he is upset that she's playing games with Harry. And she turns into a valley girl for a moment and says, Oh, please. He is so Hermione's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm just having fun. There's no harm in it. I'm just flirting with them. Yeah, with them. With both of them. With them. <laughs> and, yeah. And Ron doesn't get it. And, because you know, Ron- this is the perfect person to flirt with. 
He's taken. Yep. Good you can practice. practice your flirting with him. It's perfect. But Ron's not going to see it that way. Nope. No. And Ron is just building steam slowly all day. He's got classes. Every single one of his classes is with both Harry and Hermione. Yes. And he doesn't have a care of magical creatures lesson. Where, or sorry, sorry, he doesn't have a divination where she won't be there because she is in the care of magical creatures. Mm-hmm. Well, although the only actually, time he pays attention to the whole day is when Seamus starts talking about the girls' showers. Yeah, yeah but hang on a second. I, I just, I mean, I made the point, and then I'm thinking my point doesn't make sense. The only class they don't have with Hermione is divination. Right. Mm-hmm. So he would have at least three classes with her. Yep. But at least he'd have one class where he didn't have her. Yeah, okay. And Seamus is talking about something that the girls are talking about in the bathroom, and they're saying that Hermione has a snitch or a bird-shaped birthmark on her hip. Mm-hmm. And Ron's like, nuh-uh, she does not. And, of course, Seamus... How would you know? ...believe him. So Seamus asked Harry, and Harry's like, no, she doesn't. And that just pops it. Yeah, he he a cat he just says, "No, but if she did, I wouldn't tell you." Yeah. And Ron just goes off like a powder keg, boom. Mm-hmm. And hauls him he calls him a bloody asshole or something. Bastard. Bloody bastard. bastard. Bloody bastard. Yeah. And then he says, you know, and Harry's like, "Excuse me." And Ron's like, "You heard me, you dirty, bloody, filthy bastard." And yeah. Angelina and Katie Bell aren't getting pissed off because they're probably in the middle of nudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to study and take it outside. And so they take it outside and Ron just goes off on him. Yeah. And Harry loses it and starts exploding windows. And uh-huh. he says are... a whole bunch of things to Ron that really needed to be said. Yeah. He yep. really, really did. I'm looking for it right now. This whole fight here. Um, he says, well, first of all, Ron's like, how could you do it? How could you steal her from me? And he's like, what? Ron, I'm not dating Hermione. Stop yeah. lying to me, Harry. Why her? Damn it, of all the girls you could have chased, why Hermione? You knew I fancied her. Why couldn't you let her be? You couldn't have picked, you could have picked anyone but her. And I'm not like, with her. Yeah, I'm not with her. And, you know, everyone knows you are. Do you take me uh, for an everyone. idiot? Everyone. That very, very wise person, everyone. Everyone, yes. Mm-hmm. You know? Poor, stupid Ronald Weasley. Is that it? You should have told me. At least save me from making a complete fool of myself thinking I had half a chance. Mm-hmm. Half, half a chance, chance of what? Mm-hmm. And it, you know, and Harry's like, I'm not dating her, but whether I am or not, it doesn't make any difference. You don't deserve her. You're a prat. Uh-huh. You and Ron are- wants to draw his wand, how he'd love to hex Harry into the hospital wing. Mm-hmm. And Harry just says, you're awful to Hermione. Yeah. I've never met anyone who can make Hermione cry like you do, and Hermione isn't the type to cry. You're just that good at hurting her feelings. What makes you think she could ever be happy with you? Yeah. Well, but and th- th- that's not fair. It's also mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Draco doesn't make Hermione cry. He yeah. makes her angry. Right. Mm-hmm. But, and so Ron gets defensive and says, you're one to talk when you're shagging or senseless, and then he gets decked. <laughs> yeah, and he deserves that. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Yeah, he didn't. He didn't see it coming. He just felt the explosion of pain on his lip. Uh-huh. And then he freezes because now Harry's. Harry looks scary. Yeah. I'd like to read the whole thing. Uh, Go ahead. Explosion of pain on his lip. His head snaps back. He fell to the ground in a startled heap. He tasted the copper of blood in his mouth and brought up a hand to his face. Look at this. I'm bleeding. <laughs> oh, sorry. He doesn't say that. And he hissed at the sharp pain in his split lip. His fingers came away streaked with red. It took that long for it to register what had happened. Harry had decked him. Harry, his once best friend had punched him. Yeah. And Ron, enraged and seconds from an all-out duel, looked up at Harry, and he froze. (laughs) Harry was breathing heavily as he stood towering over Ron, hands clenched into fists. It was hard to forget that Harry was stronger now, not the scrawny little unwanted neglected nephew he once was. Watching Harry quiver with anger, his eyes fiery with rage, his mouth set in a savage line, it made one remember that Harry had survived the killing curse. Twice. Twice. That he'd seen a comrade die right in front of his eyes. That he'd taken up his wand against Voldemort himself. That he was, within his own rights, one of the most powerful wizards for his age the world had ever seen. Ron realized he was genuinely afraid. Yeah. And look at that. Ron can be smart. He can and I, be. I, I, I kind of love it because throughout canon and throughout so many fics, so many characters don't see the side of Harry. This this Harry that, I mean, Harry duels adults twice his age mm-hmm. like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And he's twice fought Voldemort. He's, you know, done all this stuff. And... You know, a lot of the times he just wants to be just Harry, so that's how they treat him. And they will also treat him like the boy who lived, but they don't often treat him like the really scary guy that could kick your ass if he really wanted to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've seen that a few times, but usually only in fix where Harry actually is an Auror and has got a position of power and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In this one, he's... Scary. Very scary. Scary, scary. So, so he blows out all the windows. Of stained, three stained glass windows. Yeah. And then somebody uh, screams, and he feels like, Ron feels like he's in the sights of a predator. Yep. Which he is. He, he is. He doesn't know that at the moment, and now he's terrified. <laughs> yeah. And then and Hermione then, runs up in between them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she him, runs Harry, right to Harry. Me. Mindless of the treacherous magic that seemed fit to tear apart anything in its path, namely Ron. Yeah. <laughs> and he snaps out of it. Yeah, because her touch is magical like that. Yes. And the storm... And Go ahead. And it's super soulmate powers activate. It yeah. is not super soulmate powers. Not even close. No. And the magical storm around them oh, dissipates. And... Harry just blinks and, and sort sort of wakes up, and he's like, "Oh, like, oh my, did I do that? Here. Whoops!" Yeah, oh. <laughs> and I just love this. Harry looked content to be stilled by Hermione's mere touch. Ron could have kissed Hermione for intervening, but he wasn't about to tempt Harry's wrath further. Right? <laughs> yeah. He scrambled to his feet and stood facing his two former friends. 
His mind was reeling, trying to grasp what had just happened, what had nearly happened, how it had come to such a state. He'd just been having a little argument with his friend, but it hadn't ended that way. (laughs) Nope. And in those first seconds after the disaster was averted, he couldn't fathom how. Hermione was not so dumbstruck. Nope. What is going on? Neville came and got me and said you two were having a row. A row. This is more than a friendly little spat. What did you do? And... Ron is like, me? Why do you assume this is my fault? And it's like, gee, well, read the previous 30 chapters. Yeah. And But Hermione was in no mood for the blame game. Mm-mm. She'd as well made up her mind who was responsible, defi- despite the fact that only one of them was bleeding, and it damn well wasn't Harry. Okay, maybe he did say, look at this, I'm bleeding. Mm-hmm. And what more could Ron expect for than for her to take her boyfriend's side? So he's just been decked. The stained glass has blown it up, and he's still wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they tell him, we are not together. We yeah, are friends. A, he says, I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! No, he can't, because he's been told the truth. Yep. And he, well, he can't to handle the it. Best of their knowledge. Well, yeah. yeah. And Ron That's just... the problem. They're, they're telling what they think is the truth. <laughs> Not really. And he says, from the both of you, I'd think after four years I'd have earned that much. And Harry just says, I told you the truth. You should believe me. You should have believed me about the Goblet of Fire. And there it is again. Yep. And Harry hasn't forgiven Ron for this, and I don't think he should. No, Ron has never been sorry about it. No, he's never especially been sorry that, about it. Especially in that movie, Ron. You can't forgive somebody who's not sorry. Mm-hmm. It's very, very hard to do. And I really don't think... Go ahead. I was going to say, and here comes McGonagall, so go ahead and you finish your thought. Yeah. And you know, Harry hasn't forgiven him for this because Ron has never really been sorry for it. And yeah, he you know sort of made like he believed Harry after the dragons, but he didn't tell Harry about the dragons. He said, oh, so-and-so said that so-and-so said that so-and-so said that Hagrid wants to talk to you, trusting that Hagrid was going to tell him about the dragons. Right. Because Ron actually has read some fanfic. He knows Haggard can't keep secrets for the life of him. So <laughs> That's not fanfic. That's canon. Oh, yeah. Have so, told you that. so Ron has read the canon right. and knows that Haggard can't keep secrets. Um, no, no, I don't believe it. He should have gone to Harry directly and said, hey, I know I'm pissed at you, but FYI, there's dragons in the first task. Yeah. And I would have accepted it if he'd been snotty about it and said, I hope they eat you. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have accepted that from him, but to not tell him at all is just really, I said it before, it's low. And I think it implies that Ron really did want Harry to get hurt. Yeah, well, he kind of thought he did. Because once the dragons came and he realized how dangerous they really were, then he was like, oh, maybe I was yeah, wrong. Yeah, once he saw them in action. Right. He said, oh, maybe I was wrong, but the concept of Dragon, even when his brother Charlie works with them, was not enough to convince him to tell Harry about this. Yeah, and you you don't even have, you know, muggle video games where, you know, you go shoot him up and everything and then everybody's fine in the next game to blame on him. I mean, because that's part of what goes on now is, you know, people don't realize the consequences. 
yeah. of shooting yeah. and stuff like that, and he doesn't even have that excuse. Right. So. Are you insinuating that I'm not even? I'm just yeah. sick and tired. I'm not even sure what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, we're almost done, and you can go to bed. But yep. Hermione reiterates, "We're not seeing each other." Don't you think we would have told you if we were? And he finally believes it. Mm-hmm. And that's when McGonagall comes out. Yeah. What is the meaning of this? What the devil is going on here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wrong teacher. <laughs> uh, it would have been better if Snape found him. Yeah. Loss of limb will not excuse you. Snape always seems to find them in these situations. And, and Ron's finally figured out, oh, look what I caused. I've got to fix this. So he says, oh, it was just a misunderstanding. And she's like, yeah, that caused all of this? And, uh, yeah. I'm well, I thought Harry was lying to me, but I was wrong. And, yeah, who caused all this? And Harry ducks his head and says, I did. I didn't mean to. I was just angry and they just broke. Mm-hmm. But so. fortunately, she is the transfiguration t- teacher, so she can just fix them. Right. Well, I, this isn't even transfiguration. That's a charm. Yeah, this is Reparo. 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 It's a wonderful spell that doesn't get enough use in fiction. Mm-hmm. And the stained glass design clicked back in place like a self-solving puzzle. Nice. Uh, the, this author has great words. You know, imagery. imagery. And then with a racing glow along the crack lines with unflawed gla- glass left in its wake, the windows were good as new. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. says, McGonagall turns back and says, the lot of you will get detention for this atrocious display. And Harry's like, but, but Hermione, and she almost said, yes, Professor, we understand. Yeah. And I never want to hear about another fight like this. You okay. make myself clear. Yes, ma'am. Well, you won't hear about it. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it, too. <laughs> and I'm reminded of the, uh, the fic we read a little more time, where Harry is very bad at the wording of promises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just says, no, professor, you won't hear about it. No, no, no. Yeah. So they get a week of detention, which yeah. could have been a lot worse. We could have. She takes them up to Dumbledore's office, and... They have a week of detention with McGonagall. She's could only fair. Could have been worse. It could have been with Filter Snape. And Dumbledore gives him a strict talking to about the honor of Gryffindor House and the moral standard expected of each and every. And I think a speech like that should come from the head of house. Maybe. Honestly. Because it's never confirmed in canon what House Dumbledore was. It's in a uh, Joe interview somewhere, isn't it? I think, I think so. so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just think, because it would be weird if this were Draco or Justin Finch-Fletchley or Terry Boot, and it would be weird to have Dumbledore giving them a stern talking to about the honor of Slytherin or Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. It it just seems off that the headmaster is doing this. So, yeah. Well, the principal does generally give the stern talking to us, so yeah. true. That's where that comes from, but... Actually, in in my high school, it was the vice principal Mm. who was the disciplinarian. Which McGonagall would be. McGonagall would definitely be that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I could see it expanded, twisted, changed around to be the head of house in that given circumstance. But it's just an aside, um, something that struck me just a little odd as we're looking through the text right now. Mm -hmm. 
So, and, and hey, Ron some... actually apologizes. He does. Yeah. And, and he, he's been sitting there and he's been and writing. It, the, thing, the thing is, I like, it's his own idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been sitting there trying to figure out exactly what he's going to say. And he's mm-hmm. he does say it. And then he says, um, but Harry, I just have one quick question. Um, we're going to say goodnight to Kat before we go to work. Yeah, I'm really question. sorry. I know we only have a little bit left, but I'm just, I'm falling asleep as I sit here. Okay. Goodnight. Oh, feel better. Um, feel better. Goodnight. Thank you. I will. I know you will, but feel but better. Still, yeah. Love you. Thoughts, Love, you're always. You Love you too. too Kat. Good night. Good night. Good night, Kat. So, Ron is waiting for Harry, and he's been in the library with Hermione, and Ron believes that and doesn't dwell on it, and mm-hmm. he says, yeah, I'm, I'm going to believe what I'm told, yes, and Harry sees him and just sort of hesitates and says, hey, Ron says, mm-hmm. hey, and it's like awkward the, guy stuff, yep. Mm-hmm. It, well, it's not even just awkward guy stuff, it's awkward couple stuff yeah. after, a, after a fight, and it's like, who's going to be the one to make that man up here? Yeah, man up, extend the olive branch, and... But he wants to know if Harry really meant what he said. No, even before that, he says, hey, Harry, I'm, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And Harry just says, about what? Which is a great, great thing, mm-hmm. because... He he's always just accepted Ron's apology at face value before, right. and he's never pushed for something like this. And I, th- this really strikes me because I had a blow up with one of my friends um, some time ago um, when I called her to tell her that I was engaged and getting married and, and excitement, excitement. She was very, very not enthusiastic. And yeah, I know. And without getting too much into it, she tried to change the subject to something mundane and it really, really hurt. And I swore quite a bit at her and I didn't talk to her for a couple of months. And she started off a conversation the same way. Hey, hey, how's it going? Fine. And I'm giving one word answers. Mm -hmm. And she's like, are you still mad at me? Yep. (laughs) And she asked, and she said, uh, well, I'm sorry. And I I said exactly what Harry said about what, Mm -hmm. why are you sorry? And the explanation she gave showed me that she had thought about why we had had fought and the things that I had said to her in that conversation. Mm -hmm. And it shows here that Ron has been thinking about what he's done wrong, why he should be sorry. And it's not just, Oh, sorry. Right. He genuinely is. Mm -hmm. He's really thought about this. He's sorry about everything. He's sorry about accusing Harry of hooking up with Hermione and then lying to him about it. He's sorry about not believing Harry when he said he didn't put his name in the goblet of fire about what he said about Hermione, about him being a prat. And he's just sorry. But then he wants to know if Harry really meant meant it. And Harry's like, "What meant what? And he says that I don't deserve Hermione. And, and he nuts and says, yep. yeah, don't. I meant that. And Ron just can't believe it. Mm-hmm. He's stunned and wounded and he's been hoping that 
it's this other thing that's just spoken out of anger, but it's not. Right. And Harry says to him, Ron, Hermione is the most incredible girl we know. She's the smartest, kindest, bravest, most loyal person I've ever met. And I'd wager that you've ever met, too. Bloody Prince William doesn't deserve her. Right. And then Ron's like, oh, yeah. He kind of smirks a little. Who's Prince William? Yeah. And Harry says, she's something. And Harry says, it came out a little rougher than I meant it to, but it's true what I said about how you always manage to hurt her feelings. I know you don't mean to do it, but you do just the same. You all make her the time. And, yeah, and she Ron's deserves like, better yeah, than that. I, I don't mean it, and I don't like it when she cries. Yeah. Which it's is like, really funny because he sure as hell seems to make her do it a lot. Mm-hmm. So, And so, Ron is... This is not how he envisioned this conversation going. No. But it rings true. And he had a lot of half-baked daydreams about owning up to his crush on Hermione. And he says, well, it's just that I fancied her for so long, Harry, and this year you've been so... Close. And he he doesn't even know how to put it into words. Mm -hmm. And he's been trying to ignore these words the whole term. And he says, well, I don't expect I have to tell you how you two have been. It does look like you're dot, dot, dot together. Mm -hmm. And Harry, I mean, Harry still doesn't get it. He doesn't understand that they're touching. I mean, obviously he knows that that's what they're doing, but he's not seeing it from other people's perspective. He's only seeing it from his. So he really doesn't understand that they really look like they're together. And I like what he says. He's seeing it from the me, Tarzan, you, Jane perspective. Very elemental, very animalistic, very primitive. Mm Mm-hmm. She's very important to me as a friend, and I won't see anyone hurt her, even you. Mm-hmm. And Ron's like, okay, I can live with that. And yeah. he's like, all right, no more. And more Harry says, and what are your intentions towards Hermione? Yeah. <laughs> and that, and it's right in this next line, Ron wondered fleetingly where Harry got the right to interrogate him like he was Hermione's father. Yeah, but he figured the best answer if he wanted a chance to salvage their friendship was... I can't say. <laughs> well, I just love it. And what are your intentions toward my daughter? Yeah, my well, sir, I thought I'd take her out and fuck the shit out of her tonight. <laughs> you don't mind, do you? That's fine. But Ron right. kind of starts to see it. Yeah, a couple shouldn't fight the way she and I fight. You two never fight. Mm-hmm. So maybe I just maybe thought I... her bickering at me meant she fancied me too. Mm-hmm. She doesn't fight with you. And she's looked the better for it. When I wasn't too angry at you both, I saw it the same as everyone else. Didn't want to, but I did. And Ron forces himself to remember the way that Hermione's been smiling at Harry lately a lot. And it's more than he can ever remember her smiling. And his memories of her are when she's crying. Mm -hmm. And that's just not right. No, it's not right. And so... He, you know, Harry says, well, you know, she's not a very forgiving person. And Ron's like, yeah, I, I do know that. No, 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 trigger. Uh-uh, no, no. Hermione is the most forgiving person. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Sitting back here and I can't see my screen. That's fine. And Ron grins because he hasn't spoken to her about it, but he already feels half forgiven. <laughs> and things feel like they're on the path to returning to normal for the Hogwarts trio. 
he feels like it's about time. And but he still does. He's got kind of this niggling little question: How? When he asked about the whole birthmark thing, you sounded like you knew. Where was that from? Well, he does know. Yeah. <laughs> and he, as he says, the Grangers have a pool. Hermione spent a lot of time over the summer swimming. She had a bikini bathing suit. I know. That's oh. it. There's nothing more exciting to it than that. Yep. And this, of course, this new revelation here is like Hermione bikini. And Ron's brain is just exploding here. Mm-hmm. He wants to know so many more details. But he trusts goes to bed. He's, he's yep. going to trust them. He just goes to bed, doesn't have a word of doubt, doesn't have a word of question, nothing. He just accepts it, which is mature. Yes. And it's so unlike any Ron I've ever read before, ever. <laughs> so, see, he's oh, growing up. And that's what I appreciate, is that he is growing up in this fic, and in other fics he doesn't. Mm-hmm. In canon, he doesn't. So it's really nice to see this character growth in him. Right. And with that, we are at the end of the chapter, and we're going to... Give it up for the night because we've yeah. been recording for three and a half hours, probably yeah. three hours on topic. So this is going to be a long episode. Mm-hmm. It is. So, so you know, I'm glad to see the the progression with Ron here. Um, I the Animagus thing was a little bit fast, but I still say that the author really put a lot of thought into it. And oh yes, made them work for it that you know they had to get the different things they had to make the potion they had to do all these different steps and i i liked that it wasn't a quick end all be all kind of a thing so um i do question the them both being cats although i know that makes it easier for them to do things together and i don't think that hermione should have a mane yeah i don't think she should either but that's Hey, because she's got bushy hair, mm-hmm. I guess. Oh, the brilliant explanation. Yes, I know, but a lioness does not have a mane. No, yeah, she does not. So. But it's you know it's great, and and since I've already read the next three chapters, I know we're going to get into some exciting stuff here in in a little bit. And yeah, it's I like where this is going. I I like the story in itself. I like the imagery that this author paints really great pictures with her words. Mm-hmm. So. I've basically only read these two chapters, but mostly I've enjoyed them. It's a little <laughs> awkward coming in at this point in the story, because, yeah, there's a lot of development stuff that I've missed. So yeah. I'm going to take your word for they had enough effort making the potion and all of that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it looks like a pretty good story, and I'm glad I at least got to come on for a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. It's a really good story, Scott. I recommend you... Read it, the whole thing, and get on next week if you can. Yeah, you're always welcome. That's why you have any closing comments? Not particularly. I feel I've expressed myself quite well um, okay. throughout the episode tonight. I did sort of have some general comments on the arc, but we didn't get to some of those chapters yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that we're back at Hogwarts. We're back into the routine of the fifth year. Um, I really, really like the way we're doing defense against the dark arts. It's a way I haven't seen before, or if I have, I don't remember it. It's very unique. It's, it's different from the very typical 
cliche of here's a new OC and we're going to learn about their dark and tragic past and there's going to be some fun plot elements that come up and oh there's going to be stuff at the end of the year and then we're going to lose this teacher I, I get tired of it and I know everyone else gets tired of it and it's the model that was set by the canon but Sometimes I think we imitate the canon a little bit too slavishly, says the guy who's writing an AU fic. And, <laughs> and um, I'm just, I'm pleased to see something different. Yeah. And as someone who's been around the fandom as long as I have, I've seen so much stuff. I've seen stuff, it's the same fic written by three different authors. It's, and, and you look for the stuff that's different and unique and it becomes, in your mind, what is a good fic because it's something that hasn't been done before. Right. In in my mind, Barb's trilogy is a great fic because it was first. It did a lot of things first. Landscaper Harry, for instance, is a cliche that comes out of that fic, but I don't mind it in that fic because it was new and different when she was mm-hmm. doing it. So this is a rambling roundabout way saying that I really like this fic a lot. I'm glad we're covering it, and it is holding up for me on subsequent rereads. Yeah. Which is always good. Yes. Yeah. So, with that, we will say goodnight. Goodnight, everybody. Goodnight, everybody. So, hold on to the wonder that those books Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.